Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo and KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. and Enjoy the show. Before we let them air horns fly, shout out to our brother Young Zell for that one. Can I play a second intro for you? Absolutely. I want to salute my brother DJ Charlie Ramos, man. This is I want y'all to get a glimpse of how creative my brother is, man. I'm going to tell you a little something about him. But we were sitting around one day. He was working on a mixtape talking about, oh, I just want to do something crazy to, to, start, to start this mixtape. I was like, okay, it was a flashback mixtape. I was like, well, like, what are you thinking? He's like, I don't know. What's, give me something obscure to mix. TV show themes. Okay. And this is what he did. Chasing after someone. He's gaining on you, so you 
dude man like I, I said earlier i never met him I, I didn't know him but the outpouring of love and the the outpouring of respect and the good vibes that i saw all weekend long you know from from people's social media that knew him that worked with him that was a fan of his music it's just a testament to how how he impacted other people's lives how he touched others man and um he touched a generation, man. That's the thing that I just kept getting hung up on so much yesterday when I was finally alone to, you know, process this. And like he was with KSFM for a decade. Like we worked together really closely for like seven years. He's been in this market for decades. And you just think like the amount of people that he's touched through mixes like that. It's funny, I was going through, I don't have a ton of stuff from KSFM, but I have some stuff from that first run. And I was looking, do I have any of his mixes? And I had like a handful of them, and one of them was an Eminem mix on that we played the night going into the anger management tour, or the morning going into the anger management tour. And his his ear, he's just so creative, man. We, we hit a stretch in like the mid-2000s where the Serato, the... The, the 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 computers where you weren't really mixing with turntables anymore you were mixing with mp3s and guys like dj am got really famous in las vegas for for you know mixing like sweet home alabama with some hip-hop record or whatever and you know salute to those brothers and everybody who did that but i watched charlie do that with records like we would always do the 7:30 traffic jam and it'd always be this one track at the very very end where he would do something just completely over the top and he'd take like Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine, speed it up and throw some Kanye lyrics over the top of it. Mm-hmm. And I just, he he was a huge reason my first run here was successful because 
he was special. You know what I mean? Like he was, we had an incredible crop of mixers and they were all very good, but Charlie was special. And Charlie was, we'd have Charlie every Friday morning. He'd do a flashback mix for 45 minutes. And when we were really fine tuning what my morning show would look like, it was like, what, what can put this over the top? Because people are used to Davey D. They're used to Marcus Allen. Like, they don't know D'Lo like that yet. Mm -hmm. I said, I need Charlie. He's like, well, how do we get him? Like, he has a job. Like, you have to pay him. Like, he he still, you know, will go do his job that, uh, you know, he he lives off and all that. But you have to make it worth his while to be here a couple hours every day. I said, okay. That's what I'll do. He made Charlie an offer. Charlie saw the vision. He came in here and he mixed with us every day. And he was one of one. And, and one of the beautiful things about Charlie is he was just a nice dude. Biggest Raider fan I ever met. Not even close. Oakland, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Didn't matter. That man loved his football team. And he could establish a connection with everybody that would be special. He could establish a connection with you today, right now, that you would remember. And that's just the type of personality that he is. Um, he's a good dude, man. He's a really good dude. Yeah, man. Uh, rest in peace, man. And, and his legacy will live on in this city and, and beyond, to be honest with you. You know, it, it'll live on for sure. Don't make excuses not to talk to nobody either. You know, you, you, you get used to seeing someone every day. It was funny. We were leaving Sunday, and I thought about this. Kenny and I went and did – Sports Extra with Matt George and, and Kevin John. And, I, you know, it's funny. You know, Kevin is the ultimate, like, hype man. And, he, you know, he's talking up D'Lo and Casey. And I realize, like, how linked you and I are together. And we spend so much of every day together. And, as, you know, through all of that, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, getting texts and calls from people who I haven't talked to in a few years but that I used to work with and would see every day and would have that, that, that same type of relationship with every day. And I just, I just encourage everyone. If you have special people in your life, make sure you tell them, yeah. uh, make sure you reach out, make sure you text, call DM, IG snap, whatever your bag is, just do it. Yeah. Don't let too many days pass. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm not going to transition because it would be awkward. Uh, appreciate you fellas for for letting us start the show this way. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed that mix. That was just a, a, a two-minute taste of how special that brother was. We have a lot to talk about today. The 49ers and the Packers. We're going to laugh at the Cowboys. We're going to laugh sure. at the Eagles. Uh, and I guess we're going to laugh at ourselves because when you lose games because of missed free throws and your coach gives one of the most epic – post-game press conferences in history. Sometimes all you could do is laugh. Trista Crick's going to be with us today. Uh, Jason Jones is going to be with us today. Uh, so we got a full show that we will officially get started when dealing with Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jesse in here taking it on the chin. Rob W. (laughs) He in here. Where's Lazy? Where are all them loud Eagle fans at? Uh, (laughs) You can't hide after your team's losses. You got to show up. Leland, get your ass in here, Leland. (laughs) <laughs> hey, Lizzie's probably in the chat right now. I'm not sending any messages. Kind of well, watching from, from the back. Just, just hey. mad, clenched hey. fist, and everything. Where's Stanley at? <laughs> oh no, Stanley, where you at, dog? Well, <laughs> well. Uh, by the way, I'm Damian Barling. The ultimate needle mover in God mode himself. He is Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. Oh, two seconds, two seconds. Really, we're not going to go down a rabbit hole. Two seconds. Is it true Seth Rollins got hurt last night? I uh, just read something that he did, yeah. Mm. I don't know the, the severity of it. They had him in the ring with freaking Jinder Mahal for some reason, but whatever. Yeah. It will soon, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully everything's it, all right. Yeah, because that could, that could change some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's bad, man, that could, that could change some things. Um. Man, where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? The Sacramento Kings take on the Phoenix Suns tonight. Um, you know, the, 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 the shot for a three and two road trip is still there. Of course, you, you, you have back to back losses against two Eastern Conference powerhouses. Uh, they just cannot beat those top teams in the East. I actually hadn't realized. Darren's never beaten the Bucks. That's crazy. I, I really wasn't following, you know, the 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 garbage years. I was just really focusing on last year. They couldn't, yeah. you know, they were zero and six against the top three teams last year. They haven't beat Boston yet. Obviously, you know, they get they get you know beat up by Philly on Friday. I had no idea that Darren's never beat Milwaukee. Yeah, I never knew that either. That's, um, that's frustrating. That's a sure. that's a heartbreaker. We can we can go back to Philly. I don't know what there is to discuss on that one, but it, it, it's a heartbreaker on Sunday for multiple reasons. Uh, that's 
going to be one. Remember, you don't want to be on the Hall of Famers highlight reel. <laughs> no. And you made it. You made you made yeah. the Hall of Fame tape, and that sucks. Yeah, and it and it, and it happens, right? Like it happens, it happens both ways. I'm not Orlando's forever on De'Aaron's Hall of mm-hmm. Fame mm-hmm. Uh, highlight reel. Yeah, and you know now the, the Kings are going to be on that that Dame time uh, highlight film. So it, it happens. Um, frustrating loss on Sunday. Frustrating yeah. loss. They had it right there in their hands, and I'm sure you'll you'll break down exactly why. Uh, but they let it slip out. Well, I mean, uh, and, and you know, we'll get to we'll get to Mike Brown's epic press conference. And I love Mike, and I appreciate Mike Brown, and I understand why he did what he did. Uh, I understand the need to do it. I understand why you do that publicly. But the but the problem is when you go back to that locker room, you miss three free throws in the final seconds. You turn the ball over twice in overtime. That's why you lost. You can you can you can absolutely be mad at the reverse foul call, the the the, the overturned foul call. You have every right to be the 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 touch foul on Dame Lillard. You have every right to be upset, even in the face of all that. Your team still had an opportunity to to win. By doing one of the most fundamental things those guys do every single day before games, every single day at practice. And it's simply hit free throws. It was brushed because you were winning by 20. It was brushed off because you were losing by 20. And it was only a matter of time before it bit you in the ass. And Sunday night, it bit you. And when you open the door for Dame Lillard to just... There's probably some there's probably a conversation to be had with how did Dame even cross midcourt? But that's that's a different conversation. You open the door up to be a Hall of Famer's highlight reel. And he does what a Hall of Fame highlight reel guy does. He busts through it. He took it. Took the opportunity. You had to deal with Dame time. You had to deal with 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 that push notification going out to the world. You had to deal with being on Sports Center all because you didn't hit free throws. Now, if you miss free throws against Milwaukee, hey, it happens. But that's not what you did. I didn't realize it till that evening. KC said, we're the worst free throw shooting team in the league. That's a problem. Yeah. That's the problem right there. Yeah, and that's it's, it's unacceptable. It's simply unacceptable. There, there's no other way around it. You know how I feel, how I've always felt about free throws. It is completely unacceptable, and that that game. Obviously, you hit your free throws, you win. There's another little component to that last little stretch that is just as frustrating for me. Like Malik misses two free throws, very frustrating. But the last thing you want to give up is a three pointer. Mm-hmm. Like if Giannis is attacking the basket, let him dunk it. You're up two. You'll get the ball back. And if you go one of two again, it's a three-point game. The, the the thing that can beat you in both instances are the three. Mm-hmm. Cannot give up the three. And that's mm-hmm. just a level of awareness that you'd like to see from them. But the 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 free throw situation, they've got to be better. And I think it starts with De'Aaron and Domas. Ironically enough, yeah, they – De'Aaron missed one at the end. He was six of seven from the free throw line, which is which I'll take, right? Like I'll yeah. take him yeah, going yeah, six yeah. and seven. Yeah. Domas was two of two. Um, so if you get those type of nights traditionally, 
it shouldn't be as much of an issue. The problem was Malik going 6 of 10 from the line. And to a certain degree, I can't even be mad at that. Malik is a 90% free throw shooter. Mm -hmm. That never happens to Malik Monk. When you're 90%, you're you're given leeway to be human. It was just – it was unfortunate it was that night where where he didn't have his cape on (laughs) and and make every free throw. So Yeah. um, The funny thing was, too, and I'm sure every Kings fan thought this, when he missed the first one, it was like, all right, well, I know he's not missing the second one, so okay, it's mm-hmm. fine. Just, mm-hmm. just play it out, and then he misses the second one, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, come on, man, yeah. come on, man. And now you get into this. Kevin Herter had twenty six. You know, he snapped out of the you know the funk that he's been in. You got a nice game from Harrison Barnes as well, mm-hmm. and you know, there's the Keegan Murray situation we got to monitor here, but. He didn't play in the second half, but you know Trey Lyles was really good in that game. You had to feel good about your bench probably for the first time in in a, in a while, mm-hmm. and you walked away with nothing. And that's where you know people want to find positives in this. Well, okay, well it, at least this happened. At least this happened. That's fine. You and you're welcome to feel however you want to about the Sacramento Kings team and the way that they played on Sunday versus Milwaukee. My issue with that is we've seen this before. It's your old, isn't it weird that you're getting this excited over a single line? Because to me what this is, like, yeah, I'll be moved when I see you do it tonight and then maybe Thursday. Like, you need more consistent bench play, not a one-off. And that's what I'm afraid Sunday was. That's what I'm afraid going into tonight is that Sunday was a one-off and we're back to, um, you know, Keegan Murray's status is, is is to be determined, but you're back to being a top four heavy team. So, so, and and I look at it just a little bit different. I'm I came away from Sunday's game a little bit more encouraged, mainly because it's clear as day now. It's clear as day what's going on with this team. The fact that you're getting nothing from Harrison and Kevin on a consistent basis is the problem. Mm-hmm. It's clear as day. Mm-hmm. And now this shows you because Kevin played a great game. Mm-hmm. Harrison showed up as well. Mm-hmm. You could essentially, with Harrison getting 14, Keegan only getting four, just say that like cancels it out. Usually that flips it on, you know, flips on the other side. So that's whatever. But that next score, that's what the Kings are away from being a top flight team. It's clear as day. Now there is no, ah, oh, man, well, you know, is another guy bringing in another guy? Is that going to help them out? Is that, mm-hmm. you know, is that really going to get them where they need to go? Yes, probably so. Probably so. Because when you get a guy, and 26 is is extra. It doesn't even have to be 26. Mm-hmm. I know for this for this particular game, they needed every, every point. Mm-hmm. But I'm speaking just in general. If Kevin Herter had 16, you know what I mean? And, and you take uh, – like I said, Harrison had 14. But I'm just going to say that's usually Keegan, right? Keegan usually gives you about 17 or so. You're cooking. Mm-hmm. You're cooking. So it's clear as day now. Now the decision is, are you going to trust Harrison and, and Kevin Herter to be to be what they were on Sunday? Or are you going to say, man, we had a guy that we really trust a lot more, i.e. Zach Levine, i.e. Kyle Kuzma. I.e. Jeremy Grant. If we get them in there, we I, I can just say we know 
they're going to give us 15. That's all we're really asking for. They give us 15 a night to go with Keegan's 15 to 17. And now we're cooking. Now we're back to a high-scoring team, a dangerous team. We have a, it, it became so much clearer to me where the issues were and what the issue is. And now you can go about fixing it because before we all thought what the issue was was Harrison and Kevin, but we weren't sure. We weren't sure if that's would change the fortunes of what we, we see this team look like on a nightly basis. I think it's clear as day now. So I came, I came away with a little bit of a different outlook on this one. Uh, yeah, go, go figure out what you got to do to get that, that other score in the starting lineup. Is it fair to ask the production that you were just talking about, or perhaps lack of production from Kevin Herter and, and Harrison Barnes, has created the domino effect into the bench playing the way that it is? Because when you're when you're lagging so much at the starting position, and you did have two guys in Kevin Herter and Chris Duarte kind of swapping in and out for a variety of reasons, play, mm-hmm. injuries, like different reasons. You you, you saw a lot of uh, flexing in that two position that the fact that you're searching so hard to kind of find that, that spark mm-hmm. from two of your starters that it's having an effect on the bench where it's magnifying the fact that all they're bench guys. Mm-hmm. Right, they're bench guys who you're 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 almost asking to have starter production. Yeah. It's like you have you have role players that you're you're asking all role players to be Malik. Right, you you can't. Malik is very very special in that sense. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can be Malik Monk. Right, which is why you have starters. We're supposed to play thirty something minutes a night, and you know Kevin Herter had had his had his night on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I'm I'm with you in the sense I I feel like there's a domino effect. Part of me wondered, can you just upgrade the, you know, do, do you have to, does it have to be that third guy that you were talking about, the Zach Levine, the 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 Jeremy Grant, the Kyle Kuzma, does it have to be that or can it be uh, something that just, you know, I, I, I know that the Trey talk is, uh, Alex Caruso's borderline untouchable by Chicago. Okay. Is it an Alex Caruso type role player? Is it another role player? But I, I, I think you're right. I, I think it's, I think it's the score, and I think the the domino effect with that group in the starting lineup trickles down to that group on the bench, and when you have guys who are playing a little more free, because one, they're not playing out of 15 point deficits when they enter the game, mm-hmm. uh, but two, they know they could go in there, they can execute, they can succeed or fail, knowing. Because Kevin Herter's hot tonight, Mike's going back to Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. Whereas if Kevin Herter had, you know, six mindless minutes, Chris Duarte might come in not knowing, have, hey, if I get a couple of shots off, I'm going to play 30 minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. Or if I do, a, and then it starts just being a, it just, a lot of Kings basketball this year has felt forced. Mm-hmm. It hasn't felt like what we saw last year. It hasn't felt like what we've seen at different moments throughout the season. We've had chunks that have just felt forced. That wasn't Sunday. Sunday was a completely different story. It was Friday, though. That Friday. It was Friday. Friday was rough. Friday was rough. It was no and good. Friday was no Kevin Herter as well. Mm-hmm. So, and RP, searching, right? Yeah. It's guys that are searching. RP in the chest says, Casey, you're not going to have to wait much longer. Zach on his way tomorrow. I'm not even saying it has to be a trade. I said what you, the, the missing component 
is clear as day now. And now you can make a decision, and you got a little time to figure out, do you believe in Kevin Herter to be that next guy? And, and I don't want to sound like this. I don't want to be disrespectful. But I'm, I'm thinking specifically Kevin Herter. I've given up on the idea that Harrison Barnes would be the guy that would pick it up. I think it's Kevin Herter. That's, that's really what you're breaking this down to. Okay. Can Kevin Herter have more games like he had on Sunday? It doesn't have to be 26, but more games like he had on Sunday. Is that a real thing that he can do moving forward? You would point out he had 10 rebounds in 10 that game, too. 10 rebounds as well. Yeah, he yeah. had a double-double. Yeah, just, big just time. Uh, effective all the way around. Mm-hmm. Can he have? Do you believe he can have more games like this, or do you think this was an admiration and a one-off? If you think it's an admiration and a one-off, you move on and you say, let's go get that guy that can give us what Kevin gave us on Sunday because that's a game changer for the Sacramento Kings. And you've got some time to figure that out. I I don't know. I would take my time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of people thinking something's going to happen now or whatever. Kevin Herter might have earned himself a week, you know, of, of evaluation of his game and what he could be with the way he played on Sunday. Is this, is this something that – you know, has him snapping out of um, out of a slump, or is it a one-off? But it, it, it's clear that's the difference maker. That is what's going to make the Kings a top team in 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 the Western Conference. I got you. I I I I guess I agree. I do agree. Um, but how do you deal with? How do you deal with what happens? Like you have, you've have, you have a season long issue mm-hmm. in free throw shooting, and you are the worst in the league at it, the worst. You've got to address that as quickly as you address roster changes. Well, th- this is why I don't think a trade helps. What happened the other night? This is why I don't overreact to. to it's, it's a it's a difficult situation because I because as a as a whole. You're 100 percent right. I mean, the numbers bear it out. They're the worst free throw shooting team in the game. So as you're you're 100 percent right. The reason why you lost on on Sunday wasn't because the guys who are traditionally the worst three the free throw shooters. Mm-hmm. It's because the guy who's the best free throw shooter had just a, a weird night. And you and you look at that and you so this is what you do. You look at that and you be like, all right. I need the Sabonis and Fox to be better free throw shooters. They got to work on that. The reason why we lost on Sunday was because Malik's four free throws missed. It's not going to happen again. He's not missing four free. He's not part of that problem. Mm -hmm. So if I get those guys to be closer to what they were on Sunday and I get normal Malik, we won't be 30th anymore and, and we won't have these type of issues again. And that, that's just the kind of way you look. Because it's, it's hard to say. But don't the numbers bear out? If it wasn't Malik, it would have been somebody else? Yeah, but it, just but the, it was, though. You know what I'm saying? Like it, That's why no, like on, it was, on, you know, on Sunday. It was Sunday. Yeah. That's right. Tonight, it could be, what was De'Aaron, seven of, seven of eight? Mm-hmm. De'Aaron could six be. six of seven. Six me. of seven. De'Aaron could be three of seven tonight. Yeah. What, 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 so what I'm, what I'm saying is it, it was Malik's night. Right. It never happens. But it was, and that's that again. It's the it's the tough part. You had the 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 one off positive, and right now it's a one off positive of Herder and Barnes playing really really well. Mm-hmm. 
Negatively, you had the one-off of Malik being a 60% free throw shooter. Mm -hmm. But the Sacramento Kings numbers bear out the fact that it's not going to be Malik tonight. Mm -hmm. But the numbers say it's going to be somebody else. Yeah, and the but I, I think it's hard to say like it will change because uh, Fox and Savonis take so many of the free throws. Mm -hmm. But let's just say, uh, and we've seen Domas sake. miss a ton of free throws in the game. Yeah, it's just argument's sake. You get Levine, right? I, I I'm just throwing one you. of the guys mm -hmm. out there. He's gonna get to the line a lot more than Kevin Herter. He's gonna be a better free throw shooter than Kevin Herter. So in essence, a trade does help. Your your free throw shooting, in that respect, mm -hmm. um, and regardless if if you, and to to your point, regardless if you trade or not, like Sabonis and Fox have to be better free throw shooters. So that's if you don't trade, if you're like, well, that's not the biggest. Not saying that's what you're saying. I'm just saying like if you're like that's not the biggest problem. We need to take care of the free throw shooting. Well, yeah, absolutely, you need to take care of the free throw shooting. That yeah, I don't think free throw shooting is the biggest problem. But I think it's a problem. It's up there as one of the biggest problems. It's up there. It might be 1A or 1B, one of the two. They got to shoot the ball better from the free throw line for sure. But I looked at that, looked at Sunday specifically, just Sunday, and I said the, the, the biggest issue or the biggest takeaway from me, not issue, the biggest takeaway was get that consistent fourth starting scorer. Get that consistent guy, and everything will play off the right way. We mentioned it on Friday. I think we got sidetracked discussing Ace. Well, it happens here. Um, did you happen to read Zach Lowe's little write-up? Not, not, <laughs> that sounded diminishing. <laughs> did you happen to read Zach Lowe's write-up on it was Friday. I, I think it was Friday I, yeah. morning, Thursday night. I didn't. I didn't. I heard. I saw some tweets about it or whatever. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't read it. So he he threw in. He you know he 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 wrote about Keegan Murray and, and Keegan Murray's importance to Sacramento and um, there was there was quite a bit in it, but it was like a five paragraph write up or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I I read it. And the, my first takeaway was I know how much they. Those those NBA guys love Zach Lowe, mm -hmm. and we do too. But I, I I thought, man, this this little four or five paragraph write up may actually put an end to the Kings uh, if they want to acquire something. They got to trade Keegan Murray because he laid out why you don't trade Keegan Murray, mm -hmm. which we all know because mm -hmm. we're actually here watching it, living it. Right. But he also made an interesting point where it's. It, again, this is his opinion, and those here living it may not feel the same way. Keegan Murray is the number one reason why if you're just here this season and you do what you did last year, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You have a develop you you clearly have a developing third big time player on your team. And no rush to get Zach Levine walks in. He's going to get shots. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we can we can Jeremy Grant. He's going to have a really specific role that's going to allow him to get a lot of shots. The offense, in, in probably one way or another, is going to be taken away a little bit from Keegan Murray. It's not going to be taken away from De'Aaron. Surely isn't going to be taken away from Demontis Sabonis. But I thought the point of if they do nothing, 
They could wind up exactly where they were last year, and that's not necessarily the end of the world for this team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's great. That's great. I don't have any problem with them making the playoffs next year, um, and having a first round exit. Like obviously, I'd this want year. them to win. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I want them to win. Mm-hmm. I'd be upset that they didn't, but mm-hmm. I mean, it would still be business as usual. You're right on course for what you're trying to do. Um, if that were to happen, I'd have no problem with it. The only thing I would disagree with with Zach Lowe a little bit and anybody who feels the same way, I'm not of the belief you don't do – and I'm not saying you said this. I don't even know if he said this. But I'm not of the belief you don't go get somebody because you're worried about what it would do to Keegan Murray. No, that's absolutely not what he said. He 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 set it up more as if they don't, Here's why that's okay. Gotcha. It gotcha. wasn't a don't do this because you'll ruin him. It was they're tied to a lot of names. You've heard a lot of different rumors. If they can't pull off a trade, here's why that might not be the gotcha. end of the world for Sacramento. Yeah, and I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. And I also feel like we talked about a lot of times, You got for the Kings, you got to make your next move your best move. That's mm-hmm. going to be the move yep. that you live with. For at least a couple seasons, in my opinion. Yeah. So make sure it's your best move. I like that line of thinking because it might be your last one. And I understand that line of thinking. It makes complete sense. Because you only have Herter and you only have Barnes. Mm-hmm. And if you're moving them together, you better be right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're moving one or the other, it becomes harder. To, if you're moving, If you're moving one in a separate deal you lose salary by the ability to, to package them. So right. there's 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 a, there's a lot of different things at play. Unless you uh, can somehow you. get one of your preferred targets with just moving one of them. Like, for instance, if you can get Kyle Kuzma with just moving Kevin Herter, yeah, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. You, you can worry about Harrison Barnes later if you need to move him. He may move to a different role and fit perfectly here in Sacramento, and you don't have to move him at all. But if you – if you can get one of those top guys that you're looking for while only moving one, absolutely. But I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know how you can make a deal for somebody that significant with just one of them. Uh, Here is exactly what Zach Lowe wrote after laying out the different names that the Sacramento Kings uh, have been tied to uh, and why the Sacramento Kings have shown no interest in trading Keegan Murray. Given all those constraints, I wonder if the best move might be standing mostly pat and keeping their powder dry. I, I don't know. Yeah, term, I don't know. Powder dry? What's going on here? That, I don't know what that term means at all. But <laughs> e- yeah, we got to look that up now. Go ahead. Even if it means a slight step backward this season, part of that is the possibility of the third major cog already being in-house, thus Keegan Murray. Um the versatility sings loudest on defense. The Kings have Murray defend everyone from point guards to power forwards. If Coach Mike Brown wants to play three guards, Fox, Herter, Malik, Murray slides up a position. He can play as a true wing in bigger lineups with both Trey Lyles uh, and Sabonis. Um, and you know he 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 lays out a, a a few other things. But he was one of the first writers to national writers to write, yeah. Guys, here's why they're not interested in trading Keegan Murray, mm-hmm. uh, nor should they be. Uh, he's very likely the 
the third in-house star. Um, at the same time, while I understand and respect everything Zach Lowe said there, I wonder more if um, you get someone in here this year who can help you know, take you, not just this year, but years to come. And that person, while, while, while Jeremy Grant may be at the forefront this year, Keegan Murray's increased role on the defensive end, or you know, pick your favorite Kings trade target, mm-hmm. I think it'll be different next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Keegan is year two, and I expect year three to be different and better. And I expect year four, like Keegan's going to grow uh, into this role. Um, I think it can go both ways. I won't be devastated if the Kings don't make a move but I'll also approach the rest of the season with slightly different expectations. Because mm-hmm. um, at some point, it feels like, and this is something Jesse talked about a while back, at some point, a move's going to have to be made. I think if you're trying to go to another level. Right, yeah, yeah, at some of course. Point. Yep. So I don't want to say it doesn't matter when it happens, but it's not all isn't lost if it doesn't happen now. Mm-hmm could happen in the summer. It could mm-hmm. happen next straight deadline, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But they're going to have to improve on that that whole fourth and fifth starter area at some point. Yeah, we knew Mike was going to lose some money today. He actually didn't lose as much as I thought. Okay, well, good for him. Mike Brown has been fined $50,000 for aggressively pursuing a game official during live play and for publicly criticizing the officiating. That's the press release. That's from NBA Communications. The story out of this is Mike Brown has not been suspended. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. That's that's the story in this press release from NBA Communications and from Joe Dumars. Of course, Joe Dumars, big Kings fan, obviously. Um Suspended Draymond Green in the playoffs because he's such a big Kings fan. If you <laughs> listen to Warriors World, but <laughs> Mike not being suspended is a big deal because you and I, as we were watching it back on Sunday night, like, oh, yeah, Mike, Mike may miss this one. Didn't didn't know didn't know if Mike was going to be uh, yeah on the sidelines of Phoenix, yeah. but he'll be there and um, good, good. I mean, fifty thousand that's a lot of money. Um, you don't ever want to lose fifty thousand. But at least you'll be there for a game. Malik Malik showing him off the court was my favorite <laughs> moment. Not only did he have to aggressively drag him off the floor, <laughs> but when he gets to the tunnel area and he kind of he just kind of pushes him in his back and points to the <laughs> points to the points to the locker room. That, that, that's, that's that was my favorite. And as Paul, and it, as Paul it only Charles got better says, from there. Well. That was an expensive laptop presentation. Yes, indeed, Paul. It most definitely was. We'll come back. We'll talk more Kings basketball. Lots of football to talk about as well uh, as the opponent is set for the San Francisco 49ers. And we got to show some love for DeMontis Sabonis, who just continues to play out of this world. CeeLo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, that's a good one from Scout Recycler. It was, it was because I, th- I think what really threw me off was the the Steelers and Bills getting moved mm. and wound up just having like three days of football. I didn't watch Book of Clarence yet. Yeah, I hadn't seen it yet either. I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't. I, I hadn't seen it yet. Either. I don't know when I'm gonna get to it too. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I got a, Could be a, a while. busy weekend next weekend, and then, well, I don't know. Maybe the following weekend. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance a to check that out, man. Shout out uh shout out to all my people that were at the MLK march yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh Mayor Steinberg. Running, yeah, saw you running for office out well, there. I'm not, not running for office mm-hmm. at all. But shout out to Mayor Governor Steinberg. Caraway. <laughs> yeah. He was out there with the people like he typically is. That's man, why I like Mayor Steinberg, yeah, man. He'd be out there. He's always out there with the people, man. So big ups to him. Shout out to our guy Will. Saw mm-hmm. him out there. Saw, saw Gus Armstead out there, man. A lot of people. Uh, we're out there on, on Saturday for sure, or excuse me, on uh, Monday, Monday morning yeah. for sure, man. So that that was that was cool to see. Oh, another thing, real quick. I don't usually get a chance to actually watch these things because for whatever reason, I don't know why. This I'm gonna write a petition. I don't know what the the issue is. Um, they don't have a lot of West Coast games that they do this, but I went back. And was able yesterday because we didn't have anything going on um, to watch the a game on the Oculus. Wow! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Really? I, I I I wish I could watch every game like that. Really? Fantastic! You're at basically you're at the scores table the entire time. Wow! Or you're right. You know that that one. Um, camera you talk about where the, the kings have now where it's under the basket and it's like super clear yeah you're either there for free throws mm-hmm. or you're there on on the scores table like mm-hmm. the whole time and like sometimes like the people will will come up if they're checking in like they'll come up and sit in front of you sometimes right mm-hmm. so like oh man i can't even see dudes right here in front of me about to check in and they'll move you to the one under the basket but it's phenomenal one of the times it was Pacers Jazz yesterday. One of the times uh uh Miles Turner had committed a foul and and uh what's his name? Kennedy was um the Bill ref Kennedy. last night. Bill mm-hmm. Kennedy was the ref. And at first he was like, That's on the on the ground. Lori Markinen was about to shoot. He's like, That's on the ground, no shot. You could see from where you're sitting. You see the bench, like, you know, no, no, what are you talking about, Bill? That's crazy. Like, they're getting on him. He's like, calm down. I got it. I got it. 
He's going up, shooting two, whatever. They get to the lane line. Miles Turner, you see him. Bill, what I do? Was I not there on time? Ah, uh, you were there, Miles, but it was a little bit late. You got to make sure. I'm like, this is crazy. Wow. <laughs> this is fire. Miles is like, ah, all right, I got you, big dog. So, so where do you, like, is it a separate app? Like, how, how do it's you, in the how do you do that? It's in the metaverse. It's in the metaverse. And it's that weird little world that you just walk around. Yeah, where you watch concerts and all this other stuff. Metaverse is actually pretty fire. Jack Harlow had a concert in the metaverse last night. I was, I poked my head into there real quick. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had, I was like, man, I'll never get a chance to watch these games. They're always like East Coast. Maybe the latest is like 5 p.m. or something like that. And I don't get a chance to watch it. That thing. NBA, I'm surprised they had next season. They need to hop on that a little. So, bit what more. do you think it is? So, or maybe someone knows. Is it a camera? Is it like a special camera? That's why, like, it was yeah, being blocked. Like, someone goes to check in. Like, right. that's where the yeah. that's where the camera and is. Somebody and, they have a control center that obviously controls. They they probably got three cameras, right? Because mm-hmm. there's one. Yeah, yeah. On each hoop, mm-hmm. and then on the sideline. Okay. And just somebody's just controlling the camera every time. And and do you feel like you're there? I guess. Um, as close as you can without being there, right? Because yeah. you you see the whole arena. Like if if the game is straight ahead of me, and I look up and to my left, I can see the whole Delta Center. Like I see uh-huh. the people in the Delta Center this, or this whatever. It's this is a lot, bro. It's I fire. Know, I feel like he's drawing you in. I don't know, man. It is fire. Well, I'm gonna look like walking back into Best Buy and buying <laughs> that thing again. They just bring out the same sort one you return to. Yeah, we, we like didn't put this one away. <laughs> And and the crazy part about it, I was thinking about it too, is like, like it was cool by myself. What if like the three of us all had Oculus? Yo, let's go watch the game. Let's go watch. And we sitting there and we talking to each other through the Oculus. Like, yo, look at da da da. Like, can you? That, can that, talk that, that does sound fire. That does sound fire. Yeah. yeah oh, really? Yeah, it's fire. <laughs> it's fire. So, like, are, are you like? Are, 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 little, we going to, are we going to Best Buy tomorrow? Or are what? you a little like character? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't. You get are it. Avi. So if You're I look right. over, I see like a little Avi of Jesse, a little Avi of Casey. Yeah. Where is this? Is my this is our chance to be courtside Kenny. Wow. We could be just cool, just like Kenny. I'm just, I'm, I'm just there like everybody else. Wow. So the funny thing about that is, so me and Jazz, we have separate profiles on, on the Oculus, mm-hmm. and some she's usually the one that we're already locked she in. She go to all the Serge Ibaka's games. Wow. If I see Euro Basket on <laughs> on this damn VR, why are you watching for an Abachi? Yeah. <laughs> but um, so you know, you get your Avi, and it's like any other Avi, right? Like it's dressed up, it's it's whatever, and um, <laughs> so so like I could get in mine, but I think I forgot like my Facebook, and it was just always take too long, so I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't done what I had to do to get mine. Mm-hmm. So when I go into these games, I'm watching the game as Jasmine. And like a couple of times, <laughs> the little guy, Avi, will be like, hey, what's up? What you doing up in here? I'm like watching the game. <laughs> they're like, what the, the hell? <laughs> Shut your bitch ass up. Get away from me. But I'm, but I'm Jasmine, like as a girl, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm watching the game, bruh. Like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Dr. David brings up a good point. Like, maybe Kenny's at a Knicks or Magic game and Paolo walks up to him or something like that. Some immersive, uh, well, immersive VR. Like maybe Steph Paolo. Curry throws his mouthpiece and it hits you or something. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, that was fire. You could probably sell a whole league pass. I of, would buy it. <laughs> I would buy it. I, I didn't. 
like I think Apple's drops this yeah, I week. I think the pre-orders started, okay. but okay. like I don't. I think it comes out sometimes this, this yeah, week. I saw the commercial for one of the, during one of the. But I think games. that's like a, you know, like a three thousand dollar. The only thing that scares me about the Oculus is like I'm gonna sit there for like three hours with yeah. this little screen that's in my a, that's eyes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. That's what I, I'm that's, saying. I don't think I can do that. Like you're completely just out of reality at that point. I told you that's why I didn't like it. You're at the game. You're out of reality when you're at the game. Well, no, I'm very much in reality when I'm at the game. <laughs> if they can figure out a way, if they can figure out a way for us to tweet and text while we're watching the game, that'll be fire. And it's also a situation well, where, like, you're you're yeah, for three hours, but I all think you got to do is just lift the thing up, and you're back in reality. I think you just described the Apple apples. Thing? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Apple has the little the little icons that you can just. Yeah, they well they got to merge because I don't think Apple has a metaverse situation. I don't so know. So they've got to figure it, it out. It, it comes yeah. out February 2nd. My mind is kind of racing with this VR stuff. So like, can you see like the like the fans that are there sitting Every courtside? Place. So like if I was there like the day the Pew Guy game, I'd see Pew yes, Guy courtside? Absolutely. That's insane. It is It is real time. You can see arena. Kenny screaming at officials in real life. <laughs> Good. <laughs> In on your time. Oculus. Well, you imagine and you're doing the VR or whatever at a Timberwolves game last year and those protesters run on the court and you're just you sitting there for it. VR? You see it all. The one thing that went, I meant to text you guys is I'll say, I'll say it on the air. It's okay. It's okay. I'll say it on the air. But uh, I was, it was Jazz, Jazz Pacers. And I'm sitting there looking around. I said, there is not a black person in attendance well, in this game. It's 100% white people in this game. You could tell that just by looking at the stands. Hundred percent. KC I'm down looking there. around. KC Zavi down there next to Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mitt, where the black people at in Utah? They have they had playing. And clothes. he's Jasmine. That's that's the great part. It's a black woman sitting courtside. They had uh, plain clothes security guards for like you know at the Golden One. Mm -hmm. They have the blazers mm -hmm. and all this. Mm -hmm. This guy was like in an Amber Comrie pullover and everything. I said, yo, why are letting this guy stand? Why is this guy who sits courtside standing up all the time? Now, look, that's a badge. He works for the team, for the arena. Well, what the hell is this all about? It's phenomenal. Buddy uh, threw a turnover into the stands. He complained, got pulled out. We saw, I saw his whole interaction, him walking to the bench. Or whatever. It was, it was phenomenal. As everyone in the trap brings up, you can you can feel in the Oculus Draymond trying to punch him and stuff. What if you were there for like what was it, game two or game one when he stepped on Demontis? Oh. And that's all going down right in front of you, like with the Yo. Oculus. Yo, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Yo, they, they one of the commercials <laughs> has got this woman wearing one of them Apple joints on an airplane. Oh, Wait, that's crazy. What is she doing on it? Oh, she's, she's sitting on an airplane and she's got it, she's got those goggles on. That thing looks I'm just trying to see how much this costs. Like it says it the, the pre-sale starts this week and it starts to ship. Well, that's how the you know second. it's expensive. Yeah, it doesn't tell you. Yeah. That's how you know. They um, I swear it's like three thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, you, you that if they if the NBA kind of like half stepping on that, in my opinion. They need they need more of that. They need to figure it out. If there's a league pass situation, man. Apple Vision Pro. That that's thing what it's is called. fire. All right. Well. That's my Good TED luck talk. with that. I'm not I'm not getting I'm not doing it. I'm not getting another one. If they if they if they expand how cuz I think there's like 
There's like a game every, I think it's probably a little less than a game a week. Like I think the next one might be on Saturday, but let's just for argument's sake say a game a week. Like if they gave you a game a night, oh yeah, you'd get it. I would make you get it. I'd buy it for you. I don't remember who it was, but someone in the chat said they got a game for Sacramento on April 7th. Oh yeah. I'm really? Watching <laughs> I'm watching that. Really? Oh, you know what? You know, you freaking know what? I think that is the Brooklyn Nets. I wanted to go to that game. So I don't know. That's crazy. It's, well, now you can. You were going to go to the game in Brooklyn? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to. It is. It is. It is in Brooklyn, April 7th. Now I might not have to. Now, I wanted how to go much? with Ace. Now maybe Ace, because Ace got an Oculus too. You guys can maybe, go together. Yeah, just watch so how, mu- like, how long do you think it's before someone, um, like we'll just, we'll just, we're talking, we'll just De'Aaron Fox, mm-hmm. right? De'Aaron Fox can, you could you could do like a, a raffle or a giveaway or something where you spend the day or you spend an hour with De'Aaron Fox <laughs> in the metaverse. <laughs> like it's De'Aaron, but he's in that the would, locker yeah, room with his fire. goggles on and fire. you're at your house with your goggles on, but you're with De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Dude, the movies were so right. We are so cashed. Between vir- virtual fire. reality, aliens, and robots, boy, we <laughs> we are cooked. That's a wrap. Like you brought up the person um, wearing the VR on the plane. Like They're going to come up with apps where you can sit, do VR, but like sit for first class on the virtual reality and yeah. stuff like that. And really being coach. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. My knees are still crammed into my <laughs> stomach. No matter what this, well, no matter what these $4,000 pair of goggles are telling me, my knees are still stuck into my chest right now. Now, to be, to be fair to this whole conversation. For $200 more, though, you can get a quarter inch more leg space. Well, that's how they that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Get now, me. to be fair to the conversation, I haven't read like different reviews on it. Um, I loved it. I thought that was amazing last night watching that game. My mom was there and Reese was there. I was like, yo, you guys gotta see this. In Man, the metaphor. Oh, uh-huh. I was like, you gotta see this. So I gave them the Oculus to see it. They were they were like, Yeah, this is cool. They weren't as impressed as me. So maybe it's just me, but I well, it's because they're fire. used to sitting courtside at real games, so it's not a big deal. They are, maybe not me. We should have, you know what would be cool is like if you had a view of like Drew, the local guy's seat. You know how Drew always sits <laughs> at the very top of the Make Golden One VR. Center for his picture? Make that a VR where you get you get you get to you get to watch the game with the local guy from the last seat at the Golden One Center. The second they figure out I think one of the things is they gotta figure out how to bring Everybody into this. Are they playing this damn game again? Oh, they just finished back. playing it. Okay, well, don't get all worked up. I'll change the channel. Damn shame. Anyway, they got to figure out a way to get, because not obviously not everybody has an Oculus, so it's not the whole idea of watching with your friends isn't that easy. Once they figure that out, once they make it like Twitter, like if, if there was a King's Twitter meetup on the Oculus for a game, You imagine the content on this show of me and you show up, me and you damn show up to courtside VR, whatever. We look to our left and it's real life Kenny there. Courtside. Oh, that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> oh, you're listening to D'Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento, KRX, QHD2 Sacramento, ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Mike Brown find $50,000. More importantly, Mike Brown not suspended. 
Uh, That's good news. For tonight's game in Phoenix, it looked like the way he rather aggressively stormed the court that uh, he could be missing tonight's game in Phoenix, but the NBA and Joe Dumars uh, decided otherwise. Uh, but he was, in fact, fined $50,000 for uh, his two technical fouls, for aggressively uh, approaching an official, and then, of course, um, his laptop presentation. And that the, was crazy. You you cannot you <laughs> cannot present evidence as to why the officials are bad. Um, Kings now twenty three and sixteen. There's a story in that that we'll touch on here in just mm. a few minutes. You know, there's obviously a lot of frustrating components to Sunday's game. Mm. You you just got to point out twenty one thirteen and fifteen, mm. like Domas is doing this on a very very regular basis. Yeah. Uh, he is putting up monster, monster stat lines. And I don't know why. We talked about this last week with James. I think we talked about it with Matt also. There's something about that 20-point barometer that I think people look at differently. And the fact that he's averaging 20-plus points, I think it's the same 12 rebounds versus 10. Mm. I don't know why, but I think the number 12 is looked at differently. Mm. And I think you start to get into like an upper echelon. You start to get into rarefied air when you start talking about 12 rebounds and some change. He's doing that. Uh, Jokic is him, no doubt about it. But DeMontis Sabonis is putting up some phenomenal numbers on a very, very regular basis this year. Yeah, man. I thought thought Sunday he was a little quiet. Now, granted, I was watching the game and watching the football game at the same time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I I wasn't locked into every single play. But I was like, man, Domas is kind of quiet. Brooke Lopez, big center, maybe giving him some problems. Then I look up. It was in the third quarter still, I think, when he got the triple-double. He was close to it. And I saw those numbers. I was like, man. Like, I guess he's not having a problem at all. Mm-hmm. 15 assists on the night. And this goes back to what we've talked about a lot with him. That shooting guard whether or whoever it is coming off the dribble handoffs, and the the guys that are ready to sh- catch and shoot, that's where he gets cooking as a playmaker. And it's not like we talk about this in the in the playoffs. His game didn't change. I mean, he, he didn't have the best playoffs, but the way he played and his effectiveness, that didn't change as much as people try to make it out to. Mm. It was the fact that it didn't make shots. Kevin Herter out there making shots the other night. Malik Monk making shots on a regular. That's where you see the fifteen assists come from, mm-hmm. and. He is he is just special. He just keeps it going, keeps it going. I I keep waiting for him to to slow down a little bit or do something different. It's not doesn't seem to be happening. From the Sacramento Kings, Sabonis has had three triple doubles with at least fifteen assists with Sacramento. Um, he's the second player in franchise history with multiple triple doubles with at least twenty points. And 50 assi- 15 assists. Uh, the only other one is Oscar Robertson. Mm. He's got to be coming up on uh, breaking his own record or passing his own streak up, right? I think it was 23. The double double streak? Yeah. I think it was yeah, I can't 23 remember what it was. Was his number last year for over two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. What was the game I watched this week where he had 20? I feel like it was the. The Hornets game, where they said he had 20. That game wasn't even finished. So 21, got it on Friday, 
center. He might be up to tying it right here because it's just him and Oscar at that point. Like Oscar's got the top three, and yeah. then it's Sabonis, yeah. and he's about to pass his his own streak up. Domas on the season twenty point one points, twelve point seven assists, wow, and seven point excuse me, twelve point seven rebounds. I'm sorry, twelve point seven rebounds, seven point eight assists is where uh, Domas is right now. And I Ooh. think, I'm, I, I want to double check this. I'm going to assume that he is because he was late last week. I think, yeah, and there he is. Uh, again, the leading rebounder uh, in the NBA. He's, he's putting Impressive, up, man. He's putting up an all-star season any way you put it. I don't know, really know what the fans um, are thinking or what they're doing. Um, that should not even matter. I, I, I thought there, at one point it was kind of on the fence on whether or not he was going to make the All Star team. I mean, I think that's it, gone. it can't be. Like he's, he's got to be an All Star this year. Um, I mean, that Jokic, would be criminal. I agree. Jokic is twenty five, eleven point eight, and nine point three. Hmm. Anthony Davis is 25, 12.2, and 3.6. Then you have Rudy Gobert, who's 13, 12, and 1. <laughs> uh, the only three guys averaging uh, 12 or more rebounds are AD, Rudy Gobert, and DeMontis Sabonis. And with all due, all due respect to the young fella, because I think he's he's having a, a heck of a season, mm-hmm. this whole – Shingoon has to be on and not above Sabonis. Mm-mm. No, no. Like let's Absolutely let's let that narrative right now. And and like I said, it's nothing about him. He's having a really good season for the Houston Rockets. There ain't no way in hell he should make the All Star team above Demontis Sabonis. Singoon is averaging nine rebounds a game, along with five. Again, very good. He's having a very good season. He's not doing what DeMontis Sabonis is doing. He's not doing anything remotely close to what DeMontis Sabonis is doing. He's averaging one more point than Domas and a fraction of the rebounds and a fraction of the assists. Yeah, it's not even close. For a lesser team. Right. So right. It's, it's not even close in my opinion. You know, one of the things I thought about, I went back and forth with actually, um, with the all-star teams and all this other stuff, and we get so upset about Fox or even Domas uh, not being on there. I was like, well, man, Fox has told you a number of different times he don't even care. Mm-hmm. How are we going to care more than hearing? If he don't care, then why do we care? And then I went back on that, and I was like, but no, it's about it. He may not see the forest or the trees. It's about his legacy. His legacy needs to have multi-time all-star, mm-hmm. three, four, five-time all-star. Same with Domas, like because these guys are so low key, because they're just about winning and about about the the game and the, and, and the team, you know, they may not think it's a big deal, but it is a big deal for Domas to make the All Star team. It is it's a big deal for 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 uh, Fox to make the All Star team. So, yeah, I'll care more than them. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's recognition. It doesn't have to be validation, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be personal validation, mm-hmm. um, but. They deserve the recognition for what they've done. Uh, both of them have played incredible, and you're right. Like Domas, this is a, a, a no-brainer. De'Aaron is always going to be difficult because of the position and 
legacy, you know, uh, selections and all of that stuff, it's always going to be difficult for De'Aaron. But Domas, this is easy. This is very easy. Yeah. Demonte Sabonis is an All Star. Demonte Sabonis is an All Pro as of right now. Demonte Sabonis is an All Pro. Do you think? Uh, do you believe them when they say they don't care? Um, I do. De'Aaron, I, I, I actually do believe De'Aaron. With De'Aaron, I think De'Aaron, I think he cares about the recognition and the accolade. I think if he could get that and not go to All-Star Weekend, he'd be, that would be the best case scenario. Sure. I don't think he wants to. Sure. He doesn't want to go. Yeah, he don't want to go for another three days. When He'd yeah. rather be at home or something like that. Yeah. So I, I, and that's just my guess. I'm not, I don't have any knowledge of it, but that's just, I think that's his thing. Like he wants to be respected. He wants to be acknowledged, acknowledge mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he could get that without having to go to the, to the festivities, I think he'd prefer that. Yeah. He's a hard, he's a hard guy to get a, to, to get a gauge on. But when he said last year, I, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Like I'm, I don't care if it happens again. I actually believe him. Mm. Um, I don't know what he it, it, it's. I don't know what he wants out of all of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly. What you like, mean. does he just does he just want to play? Mm-hmm. Does he just want to play and win? Um, some guys chase those accolades, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't have an issue with that. Harden chased them. Um, there's there's a million guys in the league who chase those accolades. Yeah. There's nothing wrong Draymond. with it. I don't. <clears throat> Well, good thing he's back and everything's better. But, God, you called that to perfection. I can't believe they marched that man back out there. On no pun intended. Or pun intended. Dr. The King's birthday. Just incredible. Um, I don't know like what De'Aaron plays for. I don't have to. Right. It's just like he's he's such a he's just kind of such a different personality. He's not a guy who you look at and you go, you know they love the NBA life. Mm-hmm. That's what they play for. They play, some people will say that about Kyle Kuzma, whether that's fair or not. That's what they'll say. Yeah. He loves the NBA. I don't know that that's. I don't think that's the Aaron either. Right. I don't know what it is. I, I I I'm with you. I've thought about this before as well. Obviously, there's something that drives him because he gets better. That's the way I I gauge it. Right. Like he's in the gym with Luke Louts and mm-hmm. bringing him on the honeymoon. There's something there, whether it's just. Just winning, and maybe, but maybe or, that's it. Yeah, it's just being better. It's yeah. it's a it's a challenge. It's like a it's almost like a marathon runner, mm-hmm. like or a runner, or a distance runner of any time. Most people who run those races, you're not you're not competing against the people who are running two hours. Mm-hmm. You're competing with yourself. You're competing with your training. You're competing with what you did last time. You don't hear that often in the NBA and in the NFL, Major League Baseball. But maybe that is in fact what De'Aaron is doing. Mm-hmm. He. He's competing with himself. Yeah. Like, I right. want to be better than I was last year. Right. Which is it's just different. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like I said, I yeah. don't even know. I'm sure he does. I, I don't want to come off disrespectful, but does De'Aaron even care about his place in the history of the game when it's all said? Does he want to be a Hall of Famer? Does he want, or does he just want to be the best De'Aaron Fox he could possibly be in this mm-hmm. in this career? And whatever. Whatever comes of that, cool. But I just want to, you know, walk away from this game when I'm done saying I was the absolute best version of myself and got everything I could out of my talent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's what it is for people. 
Uh, we'll come back. Much more Kings talk ahead. Trista Crick's going to join us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. Our man Jason Jones of The Athletic will join us in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, we've got a lot of football to talk about as well. <laughs> as the 49ers divisional opponent for Saturday evening is set. <laughs> we know who it's not <laughs> and who it will never be this year. <laughs> We'll discuss. Stealing with KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Oh, well, real, real quick, I got some uh, information. Uh, I don't know if it's I got some information. I asked and the person uh, responded. But mm-hmm. Shout out to KMB. HBCU night, February 22nd. Mark your calendars. <laughs> HBCU night at the Golden One Center, February, February 22nd. Wimby will be in attendance as 22nd. it is the Spurs and Kings. HBCU night, February yep. 22nd. And just for fun, it is a Thursday night. Yeah. We could call out Friday. <laughs> it might have to be an after party for that one. HBCU. That's so what we need to do. We need nice to have an after party after that game. Nice little. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't need that. Come on, man. <laughs> Shout out KMB. We'll be- Kendra, if you're listening, I don't know if you are. Let us know what you need. I said, she, well, I, I texted her. She's like, "What y'all want to do?" I said, "Whatever, whatever y'all, what you, whatever you need us to do, we got you." I be hearing rumors, man. They wanted us to host something, and somebody stepped in and said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> like they was gonna do something. <laughs> HBCU night with your friends at KNCI. HBCU night with now 100.1, the station that wants used the tagline, all the hits without the rap. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Say, hey, big dog, you might want to change that. Wow. Like, right now, right now. That's big. No Jordans at the club energy right there. Oh, man. Oh, bruh. Button up and no bottoms. Yo, only changed it because they got called on it. Y'all might want to fix that. Mm. But, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I got you. HBCU night with Whitey Gleason. Come on, man. I love Whitey. Whitey's a great dude, but we got it. <laughs> he That's is a funny. Great dude. He is a great dude. He is a great dude. But HBCU night with Whitey is funny. Come on, man. <laughs> February 22nd, man. Be at the Golden One Center, man. We'll be there. Yeah, we will be there. In fact, James, go ahead and tell Michael we'll be there. <laughs> We will be there. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. We will, we'll obviously, we'll talk a lot more. Uh, Sacramento Kings. TK Gunn join us. We'll talk a lot of hoop uh, with her. Uh, but the 49ers divisional round opponent is set. And it's the Green Bay Packers. Mm. The Packers absolutely humiliated the Dallas Cowboys on their home floor. 
on their home field and uh, have set up a, a matchup at Levi Stadium uh, Saturday night to take on the 49ers. I don't know, man. I don't know where I want to start here. Do I want to start with we – got, we got a lot of time to talk about the Packers. Let's talk about the, the Cowboys. How, how embarrassing was that? That was, that yeah. was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll go back and say – I'm not going to sit up here and say, I told you because I said a number of different times. I'm not going to – I don't have the Coco Jones to, to pick the Cowboys to lose. Mm-hmm. I'm picking the Cowboys to win this game. Mm-hmm. But I did say – I said, I'm going to know whether the Packers have a chance probably in the first five minutes of this game, five to ten minutes of this game. And they absolutely had a chance after five minutes. I said, oh, boy. Okay, they can't stop Aaron Jones. They can't stop the run. Mm-hmm. They're moving the ball. These guys are wide open that Jordan Love is is passing to. We might have some action, and then you know Dak. Dak just Dak, Dak just does what Dak does, man. That's Dak. That's him. That's him. I didn't I didn't tweet this out or nothing, but at the half, I said I bet you, yeah, more than this. I said I bet you. I bet you when it's all said and done, that going to have like 375 with three touchdowns and, and two interceptions. And it's going to make it look like, well, Dak, you know, he did what he could do. No, Dak was awful. He was awful. He was not. He did not play championship quarterback uh, at all in that game. 49ers knew that game was a wrap into the second quarter. You see what Shanahan said? <laughs> no. Said they started preparing for Green Bay halfway through the second. It's the right call. He's like, yeah, we're watching the game. We started preparing for Green Bay about halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, right dude, call. When it went to twenty. Well, it should have been twenty-one. The guy missed the extra point. Yeah. But when it went to twenty-one, nothing. I said, this thing is over. This thing is over. And then and the it pick still six. Got to Twenty-seven-zero. Oh my gosh. It's the still pick got six to right after that. The Cowboys scored is twenty-seven. The Cowboys are fighting back. Sorry, what? Twenty-seven to seven. I think. I think playing for that team is too much pressure for those guys. You know, I thought about that. I thought about if there's just too much pressure right now to play for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, or maybe you know there are people who can handle it, but this group, coaching staff, quarterback, Micah Parsons, I don't know if they can handle playing for the star. I think that's what it is. Honestly, it's a it's a mental thing. I think because they're talented. Like we know, we talk about Dallas. They're talented. Dak is a he's a good quarterback and all that. He has his issues and all that. But they have a talented roster. But they just fold in the playoffs. Like I I didn't expect this. I thought they would do it against the Niners or something later on. Yeah. But to do it against the Packers like that at home, like when you've been dominating the last two years, and this, this is an issue. This is the Dallas Cowboys story. Is you couldn't talk about their regular season record because everyone knew their regular season record didn't matter. Their season started when the playoffs started and ended just as quickly. Mm. That is incredible. Debo didn't even walk out with a bump box this time. <laughs> they just got run off the field by the Green Bay Packers. It got to it got to 20. They got the, the touchdown at the half. They knew they were getting the ball coming out of the half. It got to 27. 10. I think it was twenty, yeah, twenty-seven ten, which was a, another fail yep. on Mike McCarthy's yep. part. It's like fourth and three or something yep. like that. Uh, you're not going to get back in this game by kicking go field for goals. It. Yep, kick or go for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. If you don't get it, whatever. But they got it to twenty-seven ten, and you're thinking, all right, get a stop here, and maybe you can score a touchdown, get it to ten. I mean, the Packers were almost scoring too fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were almost scoring too fast. 
three different times, I think it was, nobody within 40 feet of the Packers receiver, wide open. I mean, it's just, it's bad. It's bad. And the, and the question now is, what do you do if you're Jerry Jones? It's Tuesday at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. I can't believe Mike McCarthy is still employed. Mm. Like, how? How? I get, we'll talk about this. I get Jeffrey Lurie. I get, I, I, I get you rationalizing Nick Sirianni. But how do you rationalize Mike McCarthy? When Kyle Matson comes on this show and says, Cowboys enter in a meaningful game, it's Mike McCarthy versus Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Pete Carroll, take your pick. Always go with the other coach every single time. You think Kyle Matson's the only person to do that? You think Kenny Carraway and D'Lo and KC and Sacramento are the only people to do that? Everybody knows Mike McCarthy is a struggle in these moments. And if you're about, if you're Jerry Jones tearing up, talking about, I want to win a Super Bowl, you got the wrong coach for that, buddy. Mm. This ain't the one. So I I, I just asked the question. I, I know where I stand. Is it the coach or the quarterback? I think it's the quarterback. It's the coach. Mike McCarthy's won. It, it, Mike McCarthy's won playoff games. It could. It he's could, won a yeah, number. He's I, won a Super Bowl. Dak has never done anything, ever. Every time regular season playoffs, the the things things get tight. He can't come through. Mm-hmm. He can't. He yeah. never has. And the way he looks, I don't think he ever will. Now maybe you could say it's not the right pairing. Like he needs a Harbaugh to shield him for himself or whatever the case may be to help him out, and that's the way he'll win. But if you leave him to his own devices, which it feels like McCarthy was let him do because he just passes all the time, no matter what, forget the run game, just let Dak pass, he's going to fail. It's the quarterback. That's fine. I think it's McCarthy. Like if if, if If I'm starting a fix, I'm starting with Mike McCarthy and not Dak Prescott. That's an easier fix for sure. No, it's it's 100%. It's 100% easier fix, but I'm starting there. Mm. And I'm giving a different – he needs to – and the the truth is the problem's Jerry. Jerry's the true issue because he wants guys like Mike McCarthy to be the coach, Mm. guys who don't challenge him, him meaning Jerry. He doesn't want to be challenged. It's why the you know we 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 did have fun with the Bill Belichick thing. Would Dallas fire Mike McCarthy and hire Bill Belichick? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Dallas would. Would Bill Belichick go to coach for the Dallas Cowboys? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, Jerry probably doesn't want a coach like like Bill Belichick. But that's the type of coach you're going to need for Dak Prescott because you can give that a year, mm-hmm. and you'll know pretty quick whether it's the Harbaugh Alex Smith effect or come up with a solution at the quarterback position because the quarterback position is a it's a longer term build like what do you, if, if it's not Dak what do you do because you could argue whether Jack, Dak is a championship quarterback or not and all evidence says he's not mm-hmm. but he's a starting quarterback in the NFL so how do you make the distinction how do you how do you go from how do you distinguish well I, I need a I need a championship quarterback without taking a step back and getting a guy who, whether it's a, like, what direction do you go? 
you can't just go find a championship quarterback. Mm-hmm. So your best bet is to try to fix the coaching position while working on whatever your long-term solution is at the quarterback position if you don't believe that that's going to work. What's uh, what's Dak's situation? Does he have one more guaranteed year, I think? Uh, yeah, I think there was from... also a lot of talk about an extension this year. But it's probably it's probably because of what you just said, the one more guaranteed year. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what the what you do with that. I mean, if I didn't believe in Dak, my first thought would be draft a quarterback. Like that would be draft a quarterback. Now you got Trey Lance there. Maybe you um, give him a serious look this off season. This you know OTAs and training camp and things of that nature. But you, you last year, I thought two years ago. You should have been building for your, you know, your, your next your next plan with a different quarterback because Dak, he just and I, I he seems like a really nice guy. Like I, he, he doesn't get on my nerves or nothing like that. He's he's fine. He's a competitor. He just just doesn't have it. He's owed thirty four million dollars next year. Mm. He's got a five million dollar roster bonus coming his way. Mm. Um, they can cut him the year after that um, and get out of his money. Yeah. So, because I, I don't know what you do, I don't know. Well, I take that back. There are things that you can do to get better. That defense was pretty fraudulent uh, for the majority of the year. I thought the the game plan for them and Philadelphia, who we'll talk to, is if you can stand up and you can protect. They are weak in the middle. They're weak in the secondary. Am I reading this right? His dead cap money, if they cut him after after next season, is thirty five million dollars. Thirty six million dollars. Yeah. Man, I think I think Dallas still. I think they could still win something with Dak, like playoff games. I don't think they've hit their ceiling yet with this with this squad. I don't think you look for a quarterback unless you know, like we've gone as far as we can go. What more you got to do? As far as hitting your ceiling, maybe they hopefully won, hire think, someone better than Mike McCarthy. Well, maybe. What was the stat? That's, that's what, the, what was the stat uh, they showed at the game? They've won the most games in the last three years in the NFL, like thirty six games. I, I honestly, I think it's a mental thing for Dallas. Like come playoff time and all that, they're talented and all that. I don't think, like, I think you need like a coach or someone to snap them out of it. I agree that you got to start with the coach, but I also I, I agree with Jesse in that you've got to fix the coach position. But I agree with you, you got to do that because it's easier. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. you can't you can't change the quarterback until you until you can change the quarterback. Yeah. That's just not a position you just can go around changing. They also they also have some holes on that team. They've got um like I said, the defense, the linebackers in the in the secondary, uh I, I just don't think it's very good. We've got three years of, of seeing that at this point. Um they don't have a running game. They haven't had a run game yeah. since Zeke. Um, before Zeke got paid, yeah. yeah, and they don't have another receiver next to CD Lamb, mm-hmm. and they've got they've got a lot of holes they've got to fix on that roster, all while paying Dak Prescott top dollar. And I don't. What's the deal with CD now? Are you paying him yet? Is is this the year? Or, like you got to pay him. Mike is going to get paid this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is Micah's contract negotiation. So the guys that you have on that team, like you, you have and to you have to hit CD on the draft. CD is due. Yep, CD also. 
you've got to hit on the draft. And one of the things about it, like when you compare the Niners and the Cowboys situations, the Niners did their work in the draft leading up to Bosa. Mm-hmm. So Ayuka's already there. Warner's already there. Debo, for lack of a better term, is already there. All this other, those guys are already there. They didn't have to, once it was, once they paid them, oh, let's go find the money to go get some guys. They were already there. The Cowboys, all the, all the, the shortcomings I just talked about on their roster, it's, you've got to find that in the draft. You're not going to have the money to go get um, you know, a better linebacker, middle linebacker, or secondary guy. The offensive line, how much, how long do they mm-hmm. hold up? Yeah. Things of that nature. So yeah. they've got, they got some issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a lot of them, um, which is m- m- maybe more reason why you've just got to ride this out with your roster because you've got to use your draft picks to improve some of those positions that you were talking about right there. You got to use whatever dollars you have to spend on improving those positions right there, and you'll just have to ride out your quarterback until you can't write it out anymore. So let me let me ask you this question. You've got intel that tells you Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, they're not coming. Mm-hmm. They're, like, get that out your head. They're not coming to Dallas. Mm-hmm. You still fire Mike McCarthy? So I'm guessing part of what's happened since Sunday is communication with agents around the league mm-hmm. about the interest in a Dallas Cowboys job. Uh, the fact that we're this far into it and it's no breaking news announcement on Mike McCarthy's, Mark McCarthy's firing mm-hmm. leads me to believe maybe people don't find that job desirable. At least those names that you just mentioned mm-hmm. uh, find them as desirable. Um, Rabel would be perfect for this squad. That, that's what they need, someone like that. Yeah, and I think I'd still do it. I'd fire Mike McCarthy. Mm. Because, look – Talent can win you regular season games. And it doesn't matter if you're 14-3 and and lose in the first round or you do what Philly just did and you lose six of your last seven, seven of your last eight, whatever it was. doesn't matter. You're, You're both home and you both underachieved. So what you do in the regular season to get to that point, it doesn't matter. So I don't know who... I don't know who the next head coach is. You know what I mean? That meaning, like in the league, like <laughs> for year, Matt Lafleur was next. Eric Bieniemy was next. Um, I don't, I don't know who that is. Jason Garrett for years, he was next. I don't know who that guy is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fire McCarthy without a plan. Like I said, and if those, I, three I got guys, that. If those three guys say no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to fire McCarthy just to fire him. Mm. Because you can always fire him in the middle of the season and move forward after that. Like, if if you don't have a guy now, you can hold on to him and still search for that guy, whether it's Eric Benemy, Steve Wilkes, or uh, Raheem Morris, whatever you want to do. Like, you can still kind of look for these guys that will be out there and available. I wouldn't move on from them because at the end of the day, it's still football. It's still one game in the playoffs. And if you find yourself twelve and five again next year, you just got to win three, four games. You know what I mean? Like they, I thought last year they they were they went up against a good 49ers team. That game they played against the Niners in a divisional round. Aside from Dak, I thought everybody did their job. Mm-hmm. The defense stifled the 49ers. That was a tough game. They needed their quarterback to come through, 
and he wasn't able to come through. But look, you find a way to win that game, you're in the NFC Championship if you're Mike McCarthy. There's also I wonder how there's a certain level of deflation when you're a Dallas Cowboy. You talk about everybody playing well and your quarterback coming up short. Um, you know, we'll go back to to Houston and Cleveland. You know, I, I Joe Flacco told a nice story to almost certainly round up his career. The guy you saw Saturday morning, that's Joe Flacco. It wasn't the other guy. That was him. And and that's 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 why there's always been this is he elite or is he even good? That that was Joe Flacco right there. And there's a you 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 get you don't know if you're if you're the 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 the, the Cleveland Browns defense. You don't know if you're good if you can measure up against CJ Stroud if you can measure up against Houston because your offense is giving up points for the other team. That's tough. Um your offense is giving the defense other possession. That's what happened with Dak. And that's what happened with the Cowboys. And I, I I get the idea of not firing Mike McCarthy without a plan. Your plan, though, I think has to be a coach specific for Dak. Because you've got to you you've got one last chance to make this work. And if not, you're just you're just gonna splinter apart and it's 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 all over and God knows where you'll be. Uh, after that, you'll be playing whoever under center, and you'll be irrelevant in the NFC East for the foreseeable future until you can get that fixed. Yeah. Well, not our problem. <laughs> That's right. It's not. The Packers are. I and hope. Man, I, no, I, I will say, Jerry, give, give Mike McCarthy another shot. Let's give him another chance. Mike McCarthy, three seasons in Dallas, all 12 wins, one and three in the playoffs. I'd give him another chance. He's due. He's due. Uh, don't fire him. Don't do that. Don't fire I know what you're doing. We all know what you're doing. We all know what you're doing. You want to continue to face Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. But you won't be facing Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. You'll be facing Matt LaFleur. Probably the second best thing to facing Sean McVay uh, in the playoffs. Matt LaFleur and, and Kyle Shanahan, I guess, are are they still friends? I think they're cool. Okay. Yeah, they got a little dicey during There's that little, draft. Yeah, a little, 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 cool. little beef. But, um, boy, there was a lot of there was a lot of steam rolling the 49ers onto the Super Bowl on Sunday night over mm-hmm. on Sports Extra. Mm-hmm. But you got a you got a Packers team. I I don't think the Packers measure up against the San Francisco 49ers. But you just said it. It's one game. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be better than the San Francisco 49ers. They need to be better than the San Francisco 49ers on Saturday night. Absolutely. And that there's a big, big difference between those two things. Absolutely. I just don't think they will be. John Cena just needed the one, two, three against Roman. He, he got needed. his ass beat. He did. So, so that look, the Packers, I think they're they're the youngest team in the league uh, statistically. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've done a really good job kind of transitioning from the Aaron Rodgers era into I'm gonna call it I mean it's Jordan Love I don't want to disrespect him but Matt LaFleur is like the CEO boss of everything I think he's a heck of a coach he's doing a really good job Jordan Love looked great on Sunday I mentioned earlier I've always liked Aaron Jones and had a healthy fear of him Um, they've got some good young ball players but much like Joe Flacco they are who they are I mean they're they're awful against the run that wasn't able to be exposed against the Cowboys, because the Cowboys are awful running the football. Mm-hmm. The Niners are not. And all those wide open, wide open trickeration type things, I don't think you'll see that against the 49ers defense. 
with their all pro. Like it, it is night and day, the the linebacker play for the Cowboys and the 49ers. And it's going to be hard to exploit that. The other thing about that is with them being so young, Kyle Shanahan typically feasts on guys that haven't seen his offense a number of different times, the players, like the eye candy and things of that nature. And he's going to have those guys' heads spinning, 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 trying to keep up. I just If the Niners, it's like everything else. The Niners take care of the football. If they're able to stay healthy, I don't see a scenario where the Packers can keep up with them offensively and stop them on the yeah. defensive end. Yeah, I think that's a that's an important component, the keeping up with what the 49ers can do offensively. Because um, even if the defense has a down night, it pro- even if the 49ers defense has a down night, it's probably not going to be that down. Mm-hmm. Because this 49ers offense obviously is incredibly special. Um, but the... Packers do have components on their team that's very good. I'm a little higher on Jordan Love than you are. Uh, I really like what he was able to do this year. I thought it was – I mean, I really did think it was incredible. I didn't think he statistically was amazing or did anything like that, you know, shot the lights out or anything. But under the circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, the Aaron Rodgers circumstances, you got those, you know, those clouds kind of being removed and you've got like that – like when they went from Favre to Rodgers, it was already established Rodgers is that guy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that with Jordan Love. It was a curious draft pick when they did it. Aaron Rodgers went on to win MVPs, and he just kind of sat there, and you weren't really sure what was happening. Mm-hmm. Packers made the decision, let's get rid of this guy, let's go with that guy, and under all of that, I was like, hey, the kid's not bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a proclamation on what his career is going to be a year in, but I think he's off to a really good start. I think they do a lot of good things. I think the Packers could beat the Detroit Lions. I think the Packers could beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think the Packers can beat the San Francisco 49ers. To be fair, I don't know who in the league right now, in the, in the, in the NFC, can beat the San Francisco 49ers, which is, I think, why so many people have them you know, kind of penciled in in the Super Bowl. I think that's the wrong call because that is not how this game works. This is not a seven-game series. But the 49ers are clearly better than every team left in the in the NFC. There's a formula. And that includes Detroit to me. There's a formula to beat the 49ers. The Packers don't have the components. Uh, we'll keep that formula to yourself, I guess, for another week. Wow. Or maybe you could share that with us. Uh, we'll talk more football. We'll talk Kings basketball. We'll talk NBA basketball. We'll talk with TK, Trista Crick. She joins us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour here on Dealing with KC, brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Get to these phone lines before TK joins us. 916-909-1320. Indeed. Football Hall of Fame rights. Absolutely. Uh, Zay, what's going on, baby? Zay, what's up, bro? Zay, bro. Hey, what's up? Hey, Baker Bros. Baker, Baker Bros. Huh? Baker Bros. You know we had to take care of I know D-Love been on the train the whole time. Casey, you a little late, but that's fine. Our boy I, Baker well, I, Mayfield. I'm not. I'm not late because I'm not on it. Come on, man. There's plenty of room. Oh, well, hey, that was, that was when we come into Levi's. That's fine. That's no, fine. the Lions are coming into Levi's. But that, you guys did God's work yesterday, eliminating the Eagles. Very successful season. Yeah. Maybe you feel like you found a quarterback for the future for you guys. It's a great stepping stone season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I didn't think they'd be here. Yeah, I, I I I think this is great for Tampa Bay. I think it's awesome for for Baker Mayfield. 
Uh, I think Baker Mayfield has solidified himself as a franchise quarterback, either with Tampa Bay or somewhere. Uh, I, I think he's going to stick around because the way he went out in Cleveland, it doesn't get talked about enough, but he was hurt that whole year. He, yeah, and there was no yeah. one that would have played well through those injuries at all. And yeah. Carolina Carolina's just a mess, obviously. We've he had seen a it. shoulder injury. Yeah, his shoulder was messed up. Nah, he might have found a home in – he should have found a home in Tampa Bay. Good for him. Yeah, I hope so. Um, great coach, great setup, uh, great job Actually, by the Bucks getting rid of yeah, big ups. getting rid of uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, which was fun. <laughs> I mean, it was just it was it was it was perfect. Where I was happy for the team that was winning, and I was happy for the team that was losing. The Eagles just missed another tackle while you were talking right now. Oh, that's a damn shame. <laughs> yeah, they man, you talk about a team just splintering apart. Oh, man. Those boys quit yesterday. Oh, That's what it was. God. They quit. Those, them boys quit weeks ago. I try not to say about like, pro athletes and stuff like that, but that was that was embarrassing no, yesterday. They, they quit. They were done after, I'd say after the Seahawks game. Niners broke them. Niners were like, facts. yo, they, they started to question everything about their team, their coach, their ownership. The They started, man, really not bad? But then they played Seattle, and once they choked that game away, they were done playing with each other. They were like, we're done. Like, I don't want to yeah. – A.J. Brown, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they don't like Jalen Hurts. Goddard, her come – I'm not here to be the Eagles defender here, but calm your ass down mm-hmm. talking to Jalen Hurts that way. Mm-hmm. Who the hell yeah. are you? Yeah. But that's the second time somebody did that. Yeah. Jalen kind of just sulking on the bench too, though. Yeah, he's probably sitting there like these dudes are sorry. <laughs> these dudes quit. Awesome. We went to the Super Bowl last year, and these dudes quit. Now they're gonna lose Travis Kelsey or, or Jason. Jason. Jason Kelsey. Who has they Jason? already lost him. He quit. Yeah. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> hey, I just want to let y'all know, y'all are ass. I'm retiring. That might be Nick Sirianni's saving grace right now too, as to why he hasn't been fired if he's going to be. Oh no, nah, keep him. No, his saving keep him. His saving grace is people are probably turning down the job. That's probably, probably what's happening. Keep, like keep like, him there. Like you you've got you've got you've you you've got a roster that appears to hate each other. Mm. And I'm guessing Jason Kelsey wasn't one of them dudes. So no. him retiring isn't going to fix nothing. He said, "Yeah, I'm I'm done with this. Like, I'm, I'm not, not dealing with these guys me. anymore." And um uh, uh what's what's my man's name? Uh Jason Dumas uh, mm-hmm. in the Bay Area mm-hmm. had a tweet earlier. He didn't report it. He was like, look, I'm not reporting this. This is just me who I'm from Philadelphia. I watch this team or whatever. I'm just tweeting something out. It's not a report. But he said on like Saturday, he's like, yeah, when it was when it was official that he was going to be out, he said, yeah, A.J. Brown's probably played his last game as an Eagle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, He's probably not. And then, then he that ruled like out. easy work, yeah. He's ruled out. Then he's seen at a boxing match in Atlantic City that night. They've had issues with that issues all year with him. I think it was yeah, beginning that, of the season two. He was yelling for more targets and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think that was an accident either. Mm-mm. He was going to go somewhere where he was going to be seen. Yeah, he was front row. He was making a point. <laughs> he's yeah. AJ bro. No hoodie, nothing. Like, yeah, well, you you you're gonna let it be known that I'm mm-hmm. here and not that's right. with these guys. Eagles yep. had no one to reel them in. I think that's one of their biggest issues. You have egos and stuff like that. You're a talented team, but the issue is that your coach also has an ego. Mm. And Keith, like he, Sirianni didn't reel himself in. Like they, there was no, um, I don't know what the right word is, but just no, like just bringing it together. You know, like like take it, take a step back or whatever and stuff. There's just they had no one to bring him back. What's the? Uh, well, they're probably trade him, so it doesn't matter. But AJ's still under contract. I was. <laughs> 
I was listening to WIP last night. Oh, you boy. know, I was tapped in. Sure you well, were. I was giving them them Nelson ratings. I was tapped in last night. Not Nelson. Gotta hear that. Nielsen. Oh. <laughs> Nelson, <laughs> Nelson. They get whatever rating. Doesn't they matter. They me. both suck, but whatever. <laughs> um, but they were talking about Bradbury, and they're like, "Yeah, Bradbury can't be here. So he's like a seventeen million dollar cap hit." Uh, damn, <laughs> damn. I'm looking at AJ Brown's. Jesse, can you decipher this? He's got money he's, still. He's got a well, because yeah, they cut him. They, but this would be the year to get 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 out of it, right? Because you can't go to where because this year it's one point one with a restructure bonus of nineteen million. Mm. The following year he's due fifteen. The following year he's due thirty. He's never gonna mm. see that. Yeah, right, right. So it looks like this was built to cut him this year. Or restructure. To be honest with you, um, Which that, that would kind of that would kind of speak towards uh, his behavior. It's like, man, y'all ain't even going. Y'all ain't going to keep me around. Y'all ain't even going to pay me. What you want me to go out there if I got a little twinge in my knee? What you want me to play for? I gotta get ready for my next team. That probably be his mindset. Yeah, his salary. His 2024 salary, that's the next season, right? It becomes guaranteed on March 17th. No, that's – yeah, that's right. There's, I think there's a typo in here. Do they need to trade him? I think you would definitely try that first. Get, so this is, get a this, third or fourth round. I can't form. figure out if this is a typo because it says the 2024 – uh, his 16.7 for the 2024 season becomes guaranteed on March 17, 2023, which means that would mean either that's a typo or it was our, or, or it was guaranteed last March. I think that is a typo because that's usually like the new league year, right there. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. So that 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 means they're gonna they're gonna cut them or do whatever in the next two months, mm. and I'm guessing they're not gonna take that long. Right. And if and I don't. I, I mean, I guess you would trade for him because you want to make sure you have him. But if if you're if you're another team and you know the Eagles are going to cut him, not going to be giving up that much. Mm-hmm. To go get him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, and then like Jesse was talking about, I mean, the Sirianni situation. Sirianni, in in theory, shouldn't be fired. Made the playoffs all three years. He's one year removed from winning the NFC Championship. Uh, but it's clear he's not the guy. I disagree. I think he should be fired. James Ham kind of says that, um, like talking about NBA coach, he says once you lose the locker room, he thinks you should be fired. I think Sirianni lost the Eagles. I, I agree. I think I think I think that's enough to get him out of there. The, he lost the Eagles. I don't think he's good enough. I mean, a lot like it's got my ears to the street. They talk about a lot of the stuff that happened last year was the the guy who left the offensive coordinator and is a head coach somewhere now. I don't know where is he in Indianapolis or something. Frank Wright. Do you want Shane Steichen? Oh, Shane. He's Colts head yeah, coach. Colts head coach. Yeah. They're like a lot of that is him covering up for Sirianni's terrible schemes. Like it's it's and the data points it out. Like they even when they were winning, they didn't look good. It didn't look like they were clicking. They didn't look like they did last year. So I don't I don't think he's any good. Eagles this year, they run quarterback draw with Hurts. They roll him out to the right, have him throw deep. The offensive line doesn't block, or they run the tush push. Every time I watch the Eagles, it's the same four plays every time. 
But there's but 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 here's the thing though, Sirianni or whatever, this is a this was a ten and one team. Mm-hmm. This was a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. This was a team that was ten and one. Got caught up in all of the noise about San Francisco and Brock Purdy and what would have happened, and then got their teeth kicked in mm. and never recovered from it. Yeah, it's hindsight now. We were talking about it earlier in the season, but were they actually the Pittsburgh Steelers from a few years ago? That team who started off hot or whatever, but just no one bought it. Yeah, oh. but the difference is the Steelers weren't we're, in the Super Bowl the year before. It's true. No, and the difference to me as well is from what I can remember. I don't remember it like the back of my hand. But it didn't seem like the Steelers were in a bunch of four points or less games and were thirteen and zero. Like mm-hmm. they were winning games. Maybe the opponents weren't that great, but they were winning games. I mean, you can make the argument. Everybody, myself included, everybody get caught up on the ten and one. You can make the argument that this, the record played out about how it should have, because just because you were ten and one didn't mean. Well, I was saying it at the time. I was like, they don't look right. Like they don't look good. They're ten and one, but they're winning these close games. They're getting these good breaks, and things balance out at times. They're probably like a ten or eleven win team, but just in general. But because they lost some close games too, right? But that's not you, you, that's that's fair in hindsight. But that's not reality. Like you're you're ten and one. Your re, you your record is ten and one, regardless of whether you wind up at ten wins in week eighteen or not. How you got there is part of the story. But my my point is. If they if they finished eleven and what well, they finished eleven and six TK in the house they finished eleven and six and they started eight and four like we wouldn't be having this conversation but they that's they, what I'm saying they got the breaks the first half they didn't get any breaks the second they shouldn't have lost the Seahawks game or the Cardinals game or or probably even the Giants they shouldn't have lost those games but those were the games they were winning. In the first half, and if you look at the the play, you're like, this team ain't that good. Mm. Like they're not that good. They're just like they shouldn't have uh, won the Chiefs game. They shouldn't have won um, the first uh, Commanders. The game. Bills game. The Bills game. The first Commanders game. They gave up 34 to the Commanders in in the OT, and because Ron Rivera didn't go for two when the Eagles couldn't stop them in regulation and went into overtime, that's part of. So they had to me these signs were there all year long. I didn't think it would be this drastic, but we had this conversation. I was like, yeah, they're, they know how to win games until they don't. And then they're just a team that plays in close games and they either win or lose. Hmm. I don't, I, I don't think I disagree with, I, I don't think I agree with anything that you just said. Um, <laughs> I get your point. I just, I don't agree with any of it. Uh, Trista, you want to weigh in on, on, the, on the Eagles at all? Well, I think you guys listening to you guys on YouTube before I came on, I think absolutely Shane Steichen was the, was the guy, right? You lose both coordinators. I think you're in a bad spot as a team, no matter if all of the disciples of the coordinator stay, there's a level of aggressiveness to the play calling. It's the way that they signal to the quarterback, that relationship, that hand in glove, it's like catcher and and pitcher. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Shane Steichen, not only innovatively and the way that he was calling the game in terms of like what we do on which down, but I think his relationship with Jalen was really good. Mm. And you're right. Like, I don't think Sirianni's a particularly likable guy, but Shane Steichen seems to be. And that offense was rolling. And then you lose Jonathan Gannon. And that was one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL last year. Mm -hmm. And so then he goes to Arizona 
and you look a mess on both sides of the ball. Everybody's mad at one another. The vibes are bad because you know that you should at least build on what you did last year, which was a surprise. Nick Sirianni, his first year, what was it? Not last year, but the year before that, Mm -hmm. he looked like ass and everybody was saying it. So you overperform expectations. You think that you can go back. You think that you're the smartest team in the room, right? Like kind of Golden State Warriors vibes because they're killing every single draft. They feel like they're just going to be there for the next 10 years. Jalen Hurts in the MVP conversation. But let's be honest, a lot of that uh, excellence was scheme. The scheme goes away. The players are older. Jason Kelsey being one of them. Bradbury, Slay. The things start to break down. You see the cracks. They start turning on one another. There's high expectations. And then it's full-fledged chaos. And and the other thing about that, we definitely talk about the scheme, the coaching, the offense and other stuff. They've got personnel issues on the defensive end. Remember going into that 49ers game, I said, they could just keep Brock upright. They will light them up. Because after, if you can – Hold the pass rush. The middle of the field is nasty for them. Secondary is even worse. And I don't know how that changes for them overnight. So they, they've got personnel issues the same way I feel with the Cowboys. They had a graphic up last night, and it was just, I said to my fill-in co-host, PJ, I said, these are just names. These are names <laughs> that would have been awesome back in, like, 2016. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, four or five guys specifically like safeties, linebackers, and corners that are just like guys that were elite eight years ago. It's all, all bad in Philly. I hate to see it. Yeah, well. I hate to see it. Me too. You know how I feel about Philly. <laughs> Any reason that the uh, 49ers should? I was just going to say, think about this nine months for Philly. Game six against Boston. At home, <laughs> three-two against the Diamondbacks, <laughs> oh. and then the Eagles since week thirteen or whatever. This is just awesome. Couldn't happen to well, a better place. Well, and the place. Super Bowl too. It goes all the way back. Yeah, to the this Super is true. Bowl Twelve well. months. Twelve months. You're right. You're right. Um, any reason 49ers fans should be concerned about the Green Bay Packers? No, I don't think so. I mean. I think that in the postseason, these NFL teams trend-wise, right? Like, I think I said this on the show last week, but I've definitely said it all last week on different places. I was afraid of the Green Bay Packers, not because of what they have on the team, but I know that they've beaten us in the postseason multiple times before. So there's just something in the water there, and – the Niners have Green Bay's number. It doesn't matter if it's MVP Aaron Rodgers. Niners come out and they do the damn thing. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, how many passes did he throw that year? Eight in that game or something? A bunch of defensive scores, special team muffs, issues there. Uh, you had the Colin Kaepernick year where it was so cold at Lambeau and Colin Kaepernick comes out with no shirt on to let everybody know I'm about it. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't. I don't think that the Niners have anything to worry about. I think there's probably a, a little bit of rust, but I, I like the Niners in this one quite a bit. Yeah, they should. They take care of. The, they take care of the football. They're, they'll cover for sure, in my opinion. You know, that, I agree. What's the, I think do the we one know that what's, the, what's the spread? Ten. Oh. Ten. 
I think the one question mark that I have, not really a question mark, I'm more excited to see it than anything, and I hope it's a great game. I think the Lions-Niners game will be really fun. Mm. Super, super fun NFC title game. You mean 49ers Bucks? No, no, she no. got it right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> she got it right. Into the row for my boy Baker. Real, it was a fun quick, run. Um, you you didn't go to Buffalo, did you? Where are you supposed to go no, this I'm weekend? Going this, I'm going this weekend. Ah, oh, that's gonna be fire. That's gonna yeah, be fire. Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills, let's go, baby. Mm-hmm. Don't jump off it. I'm already. Don't don't jump <laughs> off anything. Don't jump through no. anything, and don't let anyone light you on fire. Oh, man, I had just bought a flame <laughs> retardant jumpsuit. Yeah, let's not so do that. I'll have yeah. to leave that at home. It's probably Kith, a Kith flame. I know, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely yeah. designer. Yeah. You yeah. know, some type of designer. Um, All right, that'll, that'll be fun. That'll be fun to follow on social media for sure. You want to talk about the Kings for a minute? Did you get a chance to see Mike Brown's <laughs> press conference on Sunday yes. night? Yes. I love him so much. And I love him twofold because on one hand, I think he's just a national treasure. He's breaking down film for the meaties. I'm going to get fine. But honestly, let's just show you how De'Aaron's barely even touching these men on the hip. Let's, let's show you how he's getting hooked and he's almost falling down. Let me tell you, they don't even know what a foul call is. They don't even know what verticality means nowadays. And I was right there with them. If I was him, I'd be extremely frustrated. And we know what it is. The Bucks get calls. The Lakers get calls. The Kings do not get calls Mm-mm. ever. Doesn't matter if you have a superstar player like De'Aaron Fox, who, by the way, I have a fox now that has just been roaming around my backyard. Oh, See, well, that's that was what coming. happens. I knew that was coming to some I've point. And I named him De'Aaron. That's what happens when you have acreage. <laughs> we need a picture next time. Yeah. We need a picture of I posted of, it. Look it on Twitter right oh, now. Hold on, let me go see I, took a, I made it into a gift. <laughs> De'Aaron the Fox. Yeah. That's how you know you got that's how you know you got land is you just you have <laughs> wild animals roaming around. I just looked in my like, there he is. In the window. There he is, De'Aaron the Fox. Oh my gosh! Is that oh? Oh my goodness! A lot of yep. snow. Yeah, look at boy. There's a lot Jeez. of look at this house. Yeah, yeah, you see yeah, it. Yeah, I see it. You see it. A little three. See is that what? your little three seasons porch that you're filming through there? Is no, that that's a window. just a window. That's just a window. Just a window. He is very active on that. snow. There. I love it. This is tremendous. Yeah. The Aaron the Fox. I love it, but I gotta yeah. tell you, I don't Walk like that. I don't like that. Mm-mm. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you can't let the dog outside to go to the. You know, might not make it back. Mm-mm. I've been watching her relentlessly. You got to make sure when she goes outside. I put a little uh, neon glow stick thing around her mm-hmm. so you can see where she is in the yard at all times. Mm-hmm. And she, it's way too big for her because she's small. I got too big of a size, so I have to hula hoop it through her abdomen because it's supposed to go around her neck, but it's like bigger than her body yeah no i am a little afraid of what would happen if there's a tussle between yeah. a fox i even right well it won't be a tussle <laughs> unfortunately this this would not this would be a this would be a packers cowboys <laughs> affair this would be a one-sided fight you haven't seen emma fight um <laughs> i did google because the because the fox has been smelling around where she's peed outside 
because of the snow you can see. Mm. And I had to Google. One of the things I Googled right before I came on was do foxes try to mate with dogs? Oh, my. Apparently they don't. Because I'm wondering why the fox has been coming around. Like, is he mm. is he trying to get his rocks off and he smells Emma in the middle of the winter because they don't hibernate? Pause. <laughs> apparently that's a very frequent question. But apparently that's not you can't mate them. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Anyway. I, look, I love that tweet. I love you name, naming him De'Aaron. I love all that. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I think I told this story it's before. It's the Foxes. It's De'Aaron's house now. Yeah, I, I, I don't like <laughs> it that. It is now De'Aaron's house. I think I told this story before. I used to work at a middle school, and it was in Tustin, California. And we were like, not in the hills, but it was a well-off area, right? And part of that, part of my job there was, I was campus supervisor, but it was like, um, I, be a secretary, be a substitute teacher. Like, I was supposed to only do one thing. I did like, seven things right one of the things was they get on the walkie-talkie hey mr caraway um we see that there's a coyote in these on the soccer field um just kind of go out there and monitor and make sure the kids stay out there no no let's let's say it over the pa don't go to the soccer field i'm not going to be out there what you want me to do no, I'm not messing with no coyote. I'm not messing with wildlife. Not my Do- job. A dozen kids were mauled by a coyote because uh, campus supervisor Caraway. Kenneth Caraway wouldn't. I, I told him not to go out there. <laughs> Kenny went, hey, come back. No, oh, he's getting eaten. Oh, yeah, well, no, no I, I did I my part. I go out there. Told y'all to Mr. Back to Mike Brown, Mr. Caraway, there's a coyote. What, what you calling me for? <laughs> and his name was not De'Aaron. No. Anyways, no. back to Mike Brown. Back to Mike Brown because I know we got off track. No, I loved it. I I think the refs have become clearly a storyline of this season. We have specific refs. I, I I said this on the podcast. There's a ref where the Indiana Pacers are like 51 and two whenever he refs that oh, game. Oh man. And there's Jeez. no scenario that the Indiana Pacers under any trend that you drop down box two. There's no way they should ever be 51 and two unless it's the Reggie Miller, Indiana Pacers. So there's clearly shenanigans going on. So the, the frustrating thing for me, and I would always say this, like when I coach or when I'm watching a game, like the game was tight. Um, it was tight for most of the game, right? So physical game, things are going on. You can't tell me that it's 20 to five in free throws. I'm not saying we're not fouling, but it can't as physical as the game is, it can't be we're the only ones fouling. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a lot of what Mike Brown was talking about where, you know, the the same calls weren't being called for the Kings in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh clearly there's some sort of Bucks love. I think the NBA does want the teams that are supposedly contenders to remain having hope. Because Giannis is almost fed up with this team. And Dame, that's the happiest we've seen Dame in since the trade. And I, I wanted to say, hey, baby, this is a regular season game against the Kings. So, you know, maybe don't get so excited and start tapping on your wristy wrist. But, hey, whatever. whatever oh, that's salty. That's salty. Tristan, that's salty. She's still salty. Dame brought Dame. you years of happiness. Stop it. <laughs> So I mean, we went to the Western Conference Finals one time and we got beat down to the Warriors. We got swept against the Nuggets. 
uh, right before he started wanting to be out. Mm. We never were a top defensive team because he won't play defense. I've already shifted the narrative. I loved oh, my time with it. my Dame era. The Dame mm. era is up. <laughs> hey, one of the one of the I don't know if you talked about this on the heat check. Um, one of the funnier subplots that just seems to be taken off like in the last week and a half is he's always been funny, but the Nassus, I mean, he's mm. he's at the forefront. I'm seeing mixtapes now. I'm seeing whatever. And did you see at the they did a team picture and they were all doing the Dame time and the Nassus was like this and Dame posted the picture and cut the Nassus out. <laughs> no, he didn't. He cut him out of the picture because he wasn't doing Dame time right. That's funny. <laughs> but no, this guy's Dame what, a hater for that. I don't know if you guys ever seen the, the yeah, NASA's mixtape. It is, it is comedy. I gotta go find that thing again. Did you see when Dame hit the shot that he was doing the Dame? <laughs> he was shooting. He had the guide <laughs> hand up too. The NASA's was shooting. <laughs> Yo, yeah. he's the man. If he wasn't Giannis's brother, this man would not be in the league. I don't know if he'd be playing like Euro basketball. <laughs> He's not good at all. <laughs> I didn't even see the shot till early this morning because I told, I, oh, I was, really? I, yeah, I had told Kenny because we Kenny and I had a TV appearance on Sunday night, and that because the game went to overtime, I had to, I had it was a thirty minute drive to the studio. I had to drive, so. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the television broadcast, mm-hmm. so it's on my phone. But I'm also driving, and so the 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 shot goes, the, the ball comes in, and and all I'm is just just listen, just listen for the crowd. That's all you're listening for. Just listen for the crowd, and then I heard it. I'm like okay, all right, and then we went straight in and started working, and I didn't think about it again. And then the I turned it on this morning. I was like, oh, I haven't. I haven't actually seen the final play yet. Mm. <laughs> I can't believe you, you know, got that good of a look. Got a good look. That was a deep shot, though. Yeah, yeah it was third. Yeah, but it was. You, you almost can't let Dame cross half court. No, you can't. You got to like, foul I, him I, right I, away. He's, well, they were down two. So he, he, yeah, yeah, I don't think you have to foul him. him yeah. but, but Sabonis, I don't know what Sabonis was doing on that one because he's guarding Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is at half court. There's got to be a clock. You just count down in your head. Like, once it gets to two, what are we standing at the three-point line for? Like, go rush and at least make it difficult. He still might make the shot. But there's no need for you to drop back when Brooke Lopez is at half court at that point. Mm. Mm. Good game time. Real quick anecdote. I was driving when I was living in L.A. I just moved to L.A. And – I was watching some Dame Lillard highlights on my phone while I was driving through L.A. traffic, not smart, and rear-ended someone. Oh, no. And they asked me what I was doing, why I, what happened. Because I just, we were, it was no light, no, any, I just like sped up right into him, mm. thinking that the light had turned, you know, uh-huh. thinking that I'd turned green, but it was another light. Yeah. And I just, just. Just zoom right into him. Oh, Damn. no. Damn. And you told him you were watching they're like, Dame. They're like, what were you doing? The light didn't turn green. And I was like, oh. Uh, I was watching Dame Lillard. No watching wonder you're Dame so Lillard salty Tyler. at Dame Lillard. I'd be salty, too. 
I don't get on my phone obviously anymore. I was I was only 25, 26 whatever it was. That's good. That's good. That's what made me think uh, that's the first thing I thought of when you said you were listening to couldn't watch the game cuz mm-hmm. uh you were driving. I was like, "Well, old Trista would have had that game up right up on Front. the on the dashboard." <laughs> those were those were better uh days between Trista and Dame. Now it's just now, it's gone now, all bad. Now it's stop celebrating regular season victories, Dame. Sheesh. <laughs> Class it up, pal. When we were together, uh, well. we never turn our back on each other. <laughs> now, now that, that we're, we're separated, separated yeah, we can't stand <laughs> one we another. We can't stand one another. I think I just can't stand him. That's I don't want to watch you play basketball, put that on everything I own. I own. Right. It's okay, now it's gone. Yeah, man, he can't Took play it. defense anyway. <laughs> Goodness. Wow. Wow. Uh, I know. It's pulled out. Are the, are the Kings good? I don't know. I don't know if the Kings are good. I don't know if the Pelicans are good. I don't Pelicans know. Pelicans are great against the Kings. <laughs> Greatest Pelicans team that's ever played. They played the Mavs, though, on a, like twice in a row with the same exact team and beat the hell out of them once and lost the other time. So I can't really tell what that team is. The West is strange. You know, mm-hmm. OKC loses to the Lakers last night. Why? I didn't get to see it. I fell asleep as soon as I got home. Not good. You should not be losing to the Lakers. There's not that many consistent teams mm-hmm. right now in terms of, you know, it's January 16th. We're getting kind of to the middle of the season. Motivation's hard to find and come by mm-hmm. and know when it's going to happen on a night-to-night basis. I think the Kings need to clearly make a move at the deadline. I think that's where we're all – I think – I don't know if that's what you guys are at, but that's where I am at on the East Coast. Something's got to happen. Well, you you got uh, you got connects. You got your ear to the Portland streets. Is there any truth to them being willing to move Jeremy Grant from every, anything that you've heard? From everything I've ever heard from anyone that's inside the organization or covers it on a day-to-day basis, they want to keep him. If you could get him, I would get him. But because I think he would be an awesome addition to that team. I think he fills a lot of holes. I was talking to Kyle Madsen about a great point of attack defender, great three point shooter. Uh, he can do a lot and fill a lot of holes on a team that's clearly needing some holes filled. Pause, pause. Ma'am, we let you get away with it like twice. Then you just got like just happy with it and started five yard penalty illegal formation Mm -hmm. (laughs) legal formation five yards first down they keep telling me that they like jeremy grant though they say that they want to keep him because he's the only guy that makes any money right everybody else besides the dudes that they clearly don't want on the roster long term he's the only one shaden doesn't make any money scoot doesn't make any money it's just ayton and him yeah the other thing about trading Jeremy Grant is if you're the Blazers right now, like what would you even be looking for in return? Like you, young you gotta, players. Yeah, but like to go where? Like you gotta I think you gotta take the rest of this year and maybe the offseason and figure out what you want to do. You have a point guard, uh, you have a shooting guard, that's where they put Shaden, I guess. Maybe you need a three. I guess you need a four now that Jeremy's gone. But, like, there's still some things you're trying to figure Jeremy's out. Jeremy's not gone yet. 
Well, I'm saying if he, he if oh. he if you traded oh. him, you would need a four. Right, you know right, I mean? right. So I don't know. I, I, if I was Portland, I wouldn't be in a rush to trade him. No, I think too the thing that's I'm curious about, and he would have been a great fit in Toronto for OG, but Anthony Simons. And I like Anthony Simons in a bubble, in a vacuum. I don't think him and Scoot can really operate together. And I know you mm. need a scorer. You need another guy in the backcourt. I think that's got to be Shaden at some point. Mm-hmm. So they've got to be the one-two punch. And then you need a three that can do a little bit of everything. Obviously has to get their own shot. Has to be able to shoot from deep because – Scoot Henderson can have some moments and Shaden can have some moments where they brick like crazy, right? We're seeing the field goal percentage way, way low for the Blazers, especially from the perimeter. And it's like up and down there. But Anthony Simons, as much of a bucket as he is, does he work with Scoot? Hmm. I just don't think so. Yeah. That's kind of They won't tell me either. Every time I ask Portland about Anthony Simons, they never answer. That tells me everything I need to know, right? Like <laughs> probably, yeah, it probably does. That's probably <laughs> your answer. Yeah, Portland's an interesting. They're they're an interesting team to watch over the course of the next month. We're we're still weeks away from the trade deadline, but it feels like we're hours away from it because there's so many teams. As TK just laid out, the West is just kind of like a little messy right now, and everyone's waiting to see. Like the Golden State Warriors are going to do something. Like, I, I don't even think that's a question anymore. The Golden State Warriors are going to do something. It's just a question of what is it? Is it drastic? Is it subtle? Or is it game, you know, is it is it potentially game changing? Uh, and then you have, you know, the teams like Sacramento, who Sacramento's been able to, again, two, two losses, two completely different losses, Philadelphia and Milwaukee. And yet you look at the standings and there they are. They have not moved. They haven't moved up. They haven't moved down. That likely changes today if they don't beat if they don't beat Phoenix, but they've been able to to get away with a couple of tough tough losses uh, because you know as, as as TK said Dallas and, and, and New Orleans played each other a couple of times and you got uh, you know the the, the Lakers so suddenly Utah's won six in a row like cooking. you got weird things going on in the West. Yeah. Also, do you guys think that Dij- I was talking to somebody about this today? Do you think DeJounte Murray drastically changes the Warriors team if they were, he was the starting point guard? Uh, no. No. And I like DeJounte Murray. I, th- I think he's a good ball player. I don't, I don't think he drastically changes them. Maybe it like guarantees them a play-in spot or something like that, but I don't think he drastically changes anything. What do you think, Damon? No. No, that, that, that like as a single trade, mm-mm. they have to make two. Mm-hmm. My thought is, if you could finagle your way into Dejounte and Pascal, then maybe you're a team that's outside the plan. Maybe you're the sixth seed or the fifth seed. But if you do that, that, you're you're trading like especially Siakam. You're probably yeah. trading like Kaminga and like you're you're and trading Moody yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to trade Chris Paul on one of those for the oh, salary. Oh, for sure. Match. And I'm I'm so positive that's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm so positive another Chris Paul trade is happening. And then is is his uh, next All State commercial will be even funnier because <laughs> they'll have more jerseys to throw around. <laughs> and then is the, is Steve Kerr ready to play Murray or anybody over Clay Thompson? 
That's what I said. Because I don't think that you can have – I don't think it works. DeJounte Murray one, Steph Curry two, Clay Thompson three. I don't think you can do that. Clay Thompson can't guard threes. He's, he's too slow right now. Right. So then you then say, okay, we're going to start Wiggs, Looney, Draymond, or depending on if Kaminga's in the mix, like bring him in and out of the starting lineup and then bring Clay first man off the bench? Mm. How moody do you think he's going to be? No pun intended. Mm. Very. Yeah. And and then the other killer, too, that I don't think they talk about too much because um, everybody likes the guy. I like the guy. I mean, his story's great. He's a good ball player. Looney is not a starting center. Mm. And they no. keep kind of trotting him out well until they got tired of it and benched him. But, like, they keep trotting it out there like, yeah, Looney at the five – you don't have a center. Like, you don't have one at all. Draymond is your rim protector or the biggest guy in your front court. Like, that's that's a real problem that I don't think they're ready to address either. They keep worrying about Clay and Wiggins and all this other stuff. You don't have a center. They have issues at every part of their – every position. Not just backups, but starters. Mm-hmm. Wiggins is done. Mm. We've talked about this. He's done. You think he's done, done, or done in the Bay Area? I think he's done in the Bay. Mm -hmm. I could see him going back to Canada, having a nice little life. And playing basketball or playing for the Raptors? (laughs) That that phrasing was really odd. You just sent him back to Canada like, is his career (laughs) over? (laughs) That's up to you. I mean, I could see him... I could see him going to the Raptors and playing basketball. I think there's bad vibe. I, 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 I think I, it's d- a d- Golden d- State thing. Yeah, despite yeah. what your boy tried to sell us at the beginning of the year, I don't think all that happened last year has been fixed. And I think part of it is because he's still there. And I think Steve Kerr has put himself in a really difficult spot with the young guys on this team. And I, I you just need a cleansing mm. of this roster. We didn't talk about that last week. But did you guys think that his podcast episode was BS? <laughs> yes. Yes. Every, everything he says. The is whole thing. Yes, yeah. The, the, we, we, we aired like the greatest hits of lies on this show. Like, absolutely. It was garbage. He was in the man cave and his daughter came and dragged him out. Him and Steve Kerr crying in a driveway. Bro, I swear to you, if you don't stop. Do you think that. His overly and, dramatic, long ass <laughs> pauses. Do you think that him and uh, LeBron get together and concoct their lies as a group? I think Draymond goes rogue. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> they both they both got their own separate lies. Draymond goes rogue. I think Draymond literally sits down and just starts talking, <laughs> and whatever pops in his head, he says, whether it's true or not. So you don't think he's ever wanted to go to therapy and told the team he was afraid to attack his Saginaw demons? No. Nah, no, bro, I don't think that happened. <laughs> I don't think that happened. Stop using therapy as a crutch. We need a we need a Draymond fact checker. Do we you had his kids. Go- his kids were like, "Dad, we ain't come to the gym last night. What you talking about? It's your lying ass. Get out of here." <laughs> that was a that was you, a classic. Do you think? Do you think that Golden State, the culture of Golden State, made him this way? Because you've got a bunch of former, you got. The, the kids of p- former players mm. both have a specific way of playing, like not tough physical players, more in that, you know, free motion, like, you know, just getting open J's. Like, and then they needed a guy that was, was tough 
to protect Clay and Steph. And so he just decided that he was going to go full heel because that was his that was his role. Or do you think he's always been a little off? He's always been a little off, but I think the fame changed him. I think once he got famous, he started thinking he was Teflon. And then the Warriors well, aided think, Matt and everything else like that. But once yeah. he got famous, he, he, like, he thinks he's LeBron. Because he hangs out with LeBron, he thinks he's LeBron. Like, I think Steph not. made him feel like he was Teflon. That too, absolutely. Like I can pretty much do or say anything I want to because this dude will bail me out. Mm-hmm. Literally the greatest to do what he's done. Yeah, I'm good. Got the greatest backcourt in, in league history right here. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But his daughter came and got him out of the man cave. Daddy! Bro. Daddy, <laughs> look, your, your team's on TV right now. We're... <laughs> Why Daddy, are you not? Here? If I was his daughter, I'd be pissed. I was like, "How you just you pay? Where were you in all of this? Had you had you explained that to your kids? You say you, you kid, no one knew you were home. Yeah. Did you explain to your kids like Daddy's gonna be gone? Said the daughter you, just found him in the you, man cave. You lied to your kid, like so you who? disappeared for three straight days and no one knew it was like you were on the Oregon Trail. Somebody somebody got in our DMs and said or somebody got in the chatty house last week and said Draymond got suspended and became a deadbeat dad. <laughs> what? Come on, Draymond. Marching back out the, there on MLK. All the cap Day. is not necessary. Just just if you just say what you gotta say. We don't you don't have to lie. You got a lot of kick it, Craig. I think it was also funny because he said he wanted to retire and he was really ready to retire. And then he said he had been working on a deal with the volume for a year and a half. By the way, I've thought about that a lot. How, and you know about deals, Damien. <laughs> How complex does a deal need to be if you're a podcaster for the deal to take? Literally 18 months to achieve. What also, are these deal points? Also, just a question. What the hell are you paying Rich Paul for? <laughs> you aren't working on anything. Rich is working on it on your behalf. Dude, just be lying, bro. And and I'm and I find it so hard to believe that he that you know I I, I can't take this anymore. I'm not allowed to punch people in the face. I'm just gonna retire. And Adam goes, Oh no. Don't do that. The game we needs need you, you Draymond. Draymond. The game your ass out of here. <laughs> Why does that just be lying the like this? The game this, man? needs you. Okay. NBA was, was perfectly fine while he was gone. Perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it kept going. Warriors won like four straight the second you got suspended. The closer you came to coming back, the worse they got. We did pose a question, though, that I'd be curious to to get your thoughts on, Kings fan, Trista Crick. Would you do a deal if the, you know, there's no reason the Warriors would do this, but would you do a deal if you're the Sacramento Kings to acquire Jonathan Kaminga if it meant you had to take Draymond Green? Oof, I'd think about it, though. Um... Does it mean we get rid of HB and they have to ship him back to Golden Man, State? Sending Harrison back to oh, Golden State Harrison. does not Wouldn't that seem just be brutal. That, that, that does Harrison. not seem realistic poor for Harrison. anyone involved. But, but at least he doesn't have to be around Draymond. Yeah, well, there's true. that. There's yeah. that. Damn. So yes, yes. I think the answer is yes. Mm. But I don't know about Kaminga, right? 
I don't know about his mindset as a player. Mm-hmm. I, I've told this story on this show, I think probably four or five times. But what was it? Right after they won the title when I was at Summer League, one of the people who are extremely high up in the Warriors organization, they told me Jonathan Kaminga was supposed to be with the Warriors in Golden State, decided on a whim to fly to Africa with the trophy, with the Larry O'Brien trophy, and they didn't know that he was going to be gone. He just missed practices and meetings because he wanted to take the Larry O around the continent of Africa. Hmm. And then I just was just like, okay, I get that, but maybe you want to send an email, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you want to – I have – I'm going to Jim Gaffigan next Friday. I sent a follow-up email to my boss today. Hey, just following back up that you still see that I'm gone next Friday and you're going to put it on the schedule. Do that at least. Hey, just want to let you know I'm going to be gone with the Larry O to Kenya and then Zanzibar (laughs) will not be at the facility on June 30th. (laughs) Just an email. Did he email? He did he charter or did like Larry O get the middle seat like in first class? Did he have to check Larry O? Because I feel that'd be very. You can't on, check Larry O. Like he had to have flown. Like Larry O had to have had his own seat if he flew commercial. Yeah. But like to think, like I mean, I don't know that Kaminga's at the status of flying charter to Africa. No, he is not. Even though he probably believes that he is, because he's trying to leak things to the media. He's not only the funniest thing is not only did he lose confidence in Steve Kerr. And his ability to develop Kaminga into a legit basketball player. Then he regained faith in Steve Kerr and then lost it again. Wow. And all of that, every every stage of that is available for consumption on The Athletic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's accurate. It is, it is out there. Bro, do you have to work? Yeah, I'm working remote today. Oh, okay. So I'm on with uh, I'm on with my uh, side side piece, John Martin from Memphis. He's filling in on Bed MGM wow. tonight. That is just side work over there. Wow. Yeah, Memphis. Yeah. Now you're Buffalo. doing a, Now you're doing a national show with your side piece. Man. Yeah, okay. it could be you if you guys didn't have a show that went right in the middle of my show. That's true no. too. No, we do have a show. And Damien doesn't bet, so that would actually be kind of fun. Damien, do you like Memphis to win the AAC this year? They're plus 150 on a collision course with Florida Atlantic. And you'd be like, "Mm, Florida Atlantic? Isn't Houston in there? Houston ain't there no more? Uh, No. Where's Houston at now? I don't think. Houston. (laughs) 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 They are the AAC. Yeah, they are the AAC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't Boy, Ralph Sampson still there? Yes. You say Ralph yeah. Sampson? Or uh, Kelvin, Cal- Sampson. Calvin Sampson. <laughs> <laughs> Former Sacramento Kings legend. <laughs> indeed. That would be Kelvin you. That Sampson. would be what you were doing. Yeah, that would be. Uh, Ralph Sampson still coaching. Houston, Houston team, go Cougars. Yeah, I rooted for Houston. Wednesdays with Damien. Make it happen. No, we don't need that. I love it. Yeah, we have you come on the show. All right, well, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. What's the sweatshirt? It's 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 honor the gift. Okay, yeah, I feel that. I like that. Honor the gift. I need to get some more. They never put out enough women's wear. 
unless it's like a tiny tube top mm-hmm. or yeah, honor the gift doesn't like giving us anything that's not thotty unless I want to wear men's. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they they, they, they got they, some t-shirts. Yeah, and... they got some some like sweats. The the sweats do like sit really like the the sweat uh shirts. They're they're a little different. Maybe not the hoodies you're accustomed to. They they they're they're cut they a little bit different. They show midriff and Look, bottom boob. So I don't. They don't show bottom boob. Yeah, not that. There's not baby fat here. Yeah, like you, you <laughs> could you could rock a little like a like a little you know tank or something underneath it. So you know sort of something. Yeah. Yeah. Little, well, more cover. Yeah, I like the sweater. I like yeah, the sweater. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been. An a delight and, and, it is. Yep. No. and slightly awkward and i'm not really sure why the, <laughs> no, it's, the it's been, well it's because trying. we were supposed to go to commercial 10 minutes ago and i'm just trying to figure out what exactly we're like did you want to keep going do you got to go to work like what do you want to do so yeah we were just kind of stuck in no man's land right now <laughs> i know i, I think... feel that way too i'm gonna make dinner i think i'm gonna <laughs> well, eat dinner yeah, okay technically i think we have five minutes don't we well now we do yeah now now because we don't <laughs> We don't we don't go to commercial like a minute Does or two. Does the chatty house late. have any pressing questions? Because I'm happy to answer them. <laughs> oh Lord, we're opening it up for a Q and A. We're opening it up for a Q and A with the chatty house. This Ask could Trista. be. We we probably need an Ask Trista segment. Uh, just ever just hashtagging on Twitter. Ask Trista, and you answer a question every every time. Oh, that'd be a good. I'd be I would be down for that. Most See, ridiculous. See but, here, here, well, see, but here's what happens. Like, Rob Dub gets in here. What's for dinner, Trista? <laughs> uh, where did you learn to chop wood, Trista? Come on, man. Come on. How was Yo, the mama. wood chopping going, Trista? <laughs> like, this, this, Yo, is, this is what mama. happens. Like, These are not real questions. Oh, this is a real question. Is Wizards it under boob or bottom boob? <laughs> like, there's that. I think it's under boob. <laughs> I think it's under boob. Here's, here's a real question. Bottom, Wizards bottom to Virginia? Boob. Oh yeah, I think the reason that it's happening, and oh by the way, I have to say this. This is this will fill the time. So there is nothing wider. There is nothing wider than an email chain in suburbia. I don't know anything about what is happening, but I am a privy to it since I live in the neighborhood now and it's a listserv. So they complain about this move to Virginia because of tax rates, obviously. And now they've started on on uh, the automotive tax. Ugh. But the best thing, the whitest thing, and I put this on Twitter, why do white people love eagles so much? And I really would like to know. I think it's because, like, we've been trained. We white people have been trained that it's commensurate with America mm-hmm. and patriotism. Mm-hmm. But it's not at all. There's They have nothing to do with each other, really, other than somebody's deciding that they do. So there's a snag, a tree that's been cut down in the country club as you drive into the neighborhood. And there are these two bald eagles that have been perched upon the snag for a while now. The snag came down in a storm that just happened recently. And I promise you guys, it was like someone of massive importance died. They said it was the the best part of my day and my drive home was seeing these bald eagles on the snag. We regret to inform you the place that our lovely bald eagles would perch that we all look forward to. It is now gone. We wish the Eagles a new home very, very soon. I swear, there's like 45 emails in that in that thread. <laughs> all from 10% of the neighborhood are commenting. And I'm looking back like, is it just me or is this an extremely white conversation? 
the best part. But I, I wouldn't want no eagles uh, around. Well, you Actually, hate birds. Well, I don't hate birds. I don't hate birds, and I don't even hate eagles. <laughs> but they could just maul you. Oh yeah, no eagle. Yeah, like yeah, I don't. Yeah. Want, especially yeah. for you, Kenny, because you walk around with no cap on, yeah, and they, they might think, think it's something else. They think that's prey. They're gonna go right to you. Yeah, I don't want no eagles around me. I be tripping when I see hawks hovering around my uh, neighborhood. Now they do go after the rodents, so I let them do what they got to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, that eagle could go. I think Kenny deserves a show on TLC or uh, one of these. <laughs> National Geographic shows because I would love you, yeah, commenting on nature. Yeah, I'd comment. I would. I'd comment from like uh, how the Osbournes they would like watch stuff in the theater. That's how I'd watch the animals. I ain't going on no. I ain't going to see them in real life. That's right. You will let the coyote eat the children. We established that earlier. I told them to get off the soccer field. From where? Where? The office. (laughs) On the loudspeaker. Yeah. Hey, come back. Uh, Trista, go eat dinner and go do a show. All right. Thank you I'll so much y'all. for joining us. We'll see you next week. All right, Take bye. Care, that is the great Trista Crick at MGM tonight. Um, yep, and that got awkward for, for, for a good solid eight <laughs> minutes. That got weird. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you guys again when Jason Jones comes on at, 3, yeah. at 320. That's all. <laughs> Nothing but commercials <laughs> until then. We'll, we'll come back very briefly. Uh, it's D-Lo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. We were just looking at the injury report for tonight's game against Phoenix. And, uh, Keegan Murray still listed as questionable uh, with right hip irritation, but uh, the Phoenix Suns are out there in, in, in full, at least in terms of their big boys. And I think it'll be the first time that the Kings play yeah. uh, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal this season. They've won seven of the last ten, I think. Kind of quietly. The Suns have. The Suns have. Yeah. yeah, I was saying during the commercial break where you were where you were out, I don't feel good about this game at all for Sacramento. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, <clears throat> it felt like because there was um, a situation where you wanted them to – they started off 2-1-0, and you mm-hmm. said, hey, all you need is one of these final three games mm-hmm. to have a 3-2 and two road trip. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just something you felt because the game was playing out a certain way. But during the game on Sunday, I felt like this was the game. Yeah, this was the one that would secure your three and two. Yeah, and they lost that. And I don't know, I don't know what's gonna come up today. Yeah, I think there's also part of that 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 roller coaster where the Kings did. You know, all things considered, that you 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 turn the ball over late, you miss free throws late, but that was the that was. That was Kings basketball, right? That was Kings basketball against a good team. And I think it, it looks different or we view it different when it's not versus Charlotte or it's not versus Troy. You know, they won both of those games but and played well for, you know, all but one of those quarters. Play, played good basketball. It looks a lot different, though, when you're doing it against the Bucks, And it feels different when, when, you know, Giannis is on the other side of the court and Dame is on the other side of the court. You feel a little bit more pushed than – when it's a, a four-win basketball team or a three-win or they're a four-win basketball team now that they beat Washington, um, I just have this like the up and downs. Well, we had the up, so mm-hmm. what's this yeah, look like? They can. I know you talked about um, like what you want this team is going to take time for you to feel comfortable about. They can show mm-hmm. me a little something tonight, though. 
you know, sure. after, after a tough <laughs> loss on Sunday, bouncing yeah. back against a team that's playing really well in Phoenix on the road and getting that win, they, they could show me a little something. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you in that sense because for them to beat Phoenix, they'll have to play well. Mm-hmm. And as gutting as Sunday evening was, they did in fact play well. So the more of a sample size, and this is where the the I think the bulk of the frustration lies, because you change one game through these four games. You change the Philly one. You have a competitive game against Philadelphia. You could lose, it's fine. But you have a different type of game versus Philadelphia. Now the sample size of good basketball starting to add up. Mm. Right? But true to this season, there's that one right in the middle that they look like crap. Yeah. And now you're just left with that that same roller coaster feeling. Matt George screaming at the beginning of his podcast, let me <laughs> off this ride. Yeah. I, I I have the same feelings as you. It's just uneasiness about this mm-hmm. game tonight. So um, we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do, uh, you know, in a situation that, that has a little adversity to it. And they step up. Yeah, we'll talk a lot more uh, Kings basketball coming up here. Uh, I, just a- I was going to tell you, I thought about you over the weekend because um, I was watching. Remember I told you I watched those uh, those GQ YouTube videos with like the they get the athlete with mm-hmm. the ten essentials. Mm-hmm. They got one from Malik Monk. And, oh wow! Uh, one of Malik's uh, ten essentials is his is canned Gatorade. He drinks it all the time. And I thought about you because you're like Gatorade by like without being in an athletic situation uh-huh. is ridiculous. You, and you said it's a can can Gatorade. He's specific was like. The can Gatorade, and he said, ironically, he, I don't even don't I don't even think I knew that existed. Oh yeah, well it existed because he said you look back and he's right. Jordan in the commercials, the early Jordan Gatorade glass bottle, he drinks glass, but he drinks can too. So it's been around for since then. But Man, um, he I was don't talking remember about that at all. The first time he had it was when he visited. He came to play Sacramento. So like early years, Malik Monk came to play Sacramento. They had the canned Gatorade, and he's like, "Oh, I need more of this." So Sacramento or whoever the whoever here at the Golden One Center would send him cases of canned Gatorade, and that's how he got hooked on it. I swear to you, I don't think I've ever had this nor seen this before. Yeah, I, I might have had it maybe once. I've seen it though. Is, is Malika King still? If we're not sending him canned Gatorade before, <laughs> that was that was the X factor. The canned Gatorade. It's amazing how many different versions of Gatorade there are now. And it only feels like there's only one. All the extra stuff is not good to me. The G, like what at least call it, like the G2 stuff or whatever that was like less calories or something or yeah, something like less that. Less sugar. Yeah. Then there was like the natural organic one. Yeah, just give me my regular fruit punch. Lemon lime's cool. And then the blue one. Yeah, give me the lemon lime joint. Orange is fire too. Orange the glass fire. bottle did hit different though, right? It did. It did. Did you ever experience the glass bottle? Too. Never. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> you never had the, the the glass bottle wasn't around then, huh? Uh. Uh-uh. I just yeah, see that in commercials bottle. and stuff. Yeah, that, that was a classic. That was a classic. Yeah, the glass bottle is is. I used to save the ones because you'd you'd get the special ones that actually had Jordan on it. Mm. I'd save those. I I had those for like years. Sometimes I dream. Well, do you even know that song when we say that we make that reference? I know it's from like Michael Jordan stuff or whatever, but like I've never like I don't even know if that's a real song or if it was just part of the documentary or something. I don't know. Oh man! So so if, if so, do you know the next line? If he said, "Sometimes I dream that he is me," 
Okay. Yeah, you yeah, you guys say that though. Like, say oh, yeah. 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 Cause we say it. That's how you know. Cause yeah. Okay. It's like me and office references. It was it, it it was a it was the it was essentially the jingle Mike, Mike. for for the Gatorade Mike commercials that Jordan Mike. was in. So I didn't even know that. <laughs> you guys need to give me like an essentials of stuff I need to catch up on. Well, I don't know that that's an essential. <laughs> like we've already we've already caught up on Eddie Murphy. So like, what's next? <laughs> what what? How did you, you watch Beverly Hills Cop? Is that what you did? Yeah, I watched that, and I'm coming to America. Okay. First one. And, and Beverly Hills Cop, you, you've determined is phenomenal. Yeah, it's the yeah. best one, but it's better than Coming to it, America. Man. I still gotta see it. It's I a phenomenal film. It. But you've seen you've seen three. Seen You've seen Beverly Hills Cop three. No, I haven't seen any of them. Oh, I thought you I thought you saw three with uh Uncle Uncle Wally or mm-hmm. Uncle Yeah, three you could skip. You know there's a four. Yeah, I've seen uh on Netflix. There's yeah. a four and for reasons known to no one, Axel Foley is still wearing the Detroit Lions jacket. <laughs> that jacket is fire. From 1984. Do I need to watch two and three to watch four? No. Okay, I'm just no. checking. No. <laughs> that jacket no. is fire, though. Four looks like the four looks like a callback though, because they got every you you they they show enough to where it's like they're everyone's in it. Are they doing it like coming to that America? That is my fear. Mm. By the way, did you see the video I tagged you in? I know you did. I just yeah, need you I saw to say it. yes. That was, was going crazy. Absolutely. 70,000 people rapping Lose Yourself yeah. or doing the best they could to rap Lose Yourself. I think 70,000 people in Philadelphia would rap Dreams and Nightmares. Yeah, but you didn't. You specifically said you don't think they love him like that in Detroit. I, it's, what the hell's wrong with this guy? It, <laughs> oh, am I, am I lying? Am I no, lying? I never said that. I said, what I said is in Brooklyn, they were in like hanging from the projects, yeah, rapping juicy. Uh-huh. I don't know if they're doing that in Detroit. That is not the same as whether or not they love him. But do you believe it now? Believe what? That that Detroit so, reps, so, so, that Detroit if, if somebody, reps if somebody went through um uh um uh also New Yorkers are a little different, but if somebody was driving through a neighborhood in Detroit playing "Lose Yourself." They'd be hanging out the windows. I don't. Saying, I don't, I don't that's know all I that. said. That's, I don't, that's all like I was that, talking but that's about. But that's that's a city thing, not a rapper thing. But that's all I was talking about. I said in Brooklyn, that's what they like. That video came out like two years ago, where they the the kids were hanging out of the 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 twenty fourth story of their project. So to be screaming, to, uh, doing hypnotizer. One to, more to be one to be to be clear to the story. Yes, I believe that would happen. I don't know what the neighborhood is because I don't know Detroit like that. Uh, so but cold in the deep. I'm confident it would. Absolutely, they love Eminem in Detroit. Like they, yes, absolutely. Right. It's never been Eminem's good. got one of the more awkward walkouts of all time with Terrence Crawford. <laughs> He's got one of the more awkward uh, TV appearances as well with. Uh, Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, when he was in the booth. <laughs> yeah, where his <laughs> eyes were all big, and he was. Eminem's hilarious. I, I like that dude. He was into that game last he night. He was man. They had he, he had the hype, hype or, yeah, yeah, he did the hype video and everything. Yeah. I said last night he was Absolutely. into the game on Sunday. But yeah, he did the he did the hype video and everything. That was that was cool. I thought some of the stuff on Twitter was lame. Like I, I don't know. Well, well the, the, oh, they keep they're making comparisons to the NFL showing Eminem to Taylor Swift and how everyone gets upset when they show Taylor <laughs> Swift, but no one gets upset when they show Eminem. It's like 
Just let, just. If it bothers you that bad, close your eyes. Stop. Why are you guys so upset? None of it is that big of a deal to me. Seriously, if you're scrolling through the game or whatever and Taylor Swift's there, you're like, oh my gosh, just close your eyes, pal. It'll be okay. Taylor started swag surfing. That's not That's what that was. That's when I was a little like, wait, just a damn minute. Let her, let her, let her have fun. Like maybe she, maybe she. It's a little, little unseasoned. <laughs> like let her have fun. Like who cares? <laughs> okay, she was next to Travis Kelsey's mom. Like what did you expect it to look like? People watch that game. <laughs> well, sorry, Jesse. <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about Buffalo uh, and, and, and that team that they're playing who just got a bye. They actually, the Chiefs got a first-round bye. Sure felt like it. Well, that wasn't necessary. Wow. <laughs> you said it too. Like, I'm no, just, no, no, he's just I, punching me in the what, face no, no, right no, now. No, no, what I was doing was trying to avoid the conversation about your Miami Dolphins. That's what I was trying to do. I was being do. fine. Now I'm like, like, now I'm, like I'm mad now. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. Jesse, we'll continue to be angry. We'll talk some more football. We'll dive back into the Kings. Plus, Jason Jones joins us here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Jason Jones of The Athletics set to join us coming up about 15 minutes or so. These Mondays off always like confuse me a little bit. And just working on today's show late. Oh, Jason Jones is on the show. Yeah, man. Um, were you working on the show at like 1.30 in the morning? Yeah, I was up. I was up late. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. I was working on the show, and I started seeing things pop up. I was like, "That's all caps. That's Kenny. Kenny." Yeah, I was up late handling some business. Stayed Uh, up out my business. Yeah, that's not what I was doing. I just couldn't sleep. Uh, Bill Belichick interviewed with the Falcons today. Uh, Mike Tomlin walked off the podium when asked about his future with the Steelers. Told his players he'll be back in 2024. And Antonio Pierce has interviewed for a couple of jobs outside of the one in Las Vegas. Yes, he uh, should. So there's, there's... Go out there and date. There's... there's Absolutely. And, and then I think I saw something that said the Raiders have just started the interviewing process hmm. with other candidates. Hmm. Jim Harbaugh wasn't one of them uh, yet. Uh, I don't know what the I don't know I don't know what your boy's doing. Cliff King, Kingsbury's I, been tied to that offensive coordinator job of um, Antonio Pierce is back in um, Vegas. Oh, they've, been, they've been connecting his name to the OC job at Pierce. From, okay, uh, where, where is he? The Philippines? I believe Th- it was Th- Thailand. Thailand. I wonder if he ran into. I guess that's there. I guess that's just where you go when things get rough. You just I go guess. To Thailand. Gone for months. One way ticket. Well, uh, Cliff can can come back as long as the other guy stays there. Well, yeah. That. I don't hate that, by the way. Just get away? Clip, no. no. Oh. No. We're taking a trip to Thailand? No. No. I meant Cliff Kingsbury as an offensive coordinator. Oh. I don't hate that. Like, I, I think there are certain guys maybe who aren't head coaches, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not of the belief that Cliff Kingsbury doesn't know football. Like, I'm no, fine if it, he's an offensive coordinator for Antonio Pierce. Yeah, there, there's no problem with that at all. I would say, I would caution, I don't know – if he's an NFL guy, like all the little stuff he was doing was like college mm-hmm. spread the field, mm-hmm. all this other stuff where you can out athlete people kind of like urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that works in the NFL, but I also don't know if he hasn't learned from that situation. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Nick Sirianni looks like he's in a perpetual state of confusion. <laughs> like he just sits there with that. Look at him. He looks confused. Why does that man always look confused? 
I just, I'm sorry. Look at look. Yeah. Tell me he doesn't look confused <laughs> every freaking time they just show him. He looks confused. Not knowing what's going he on. He looks like he has look no idea what's going on. Does he not stop walking? That's all he's doing. He looks like he has no idea what's going last, on. Last night, last night, uh, I felt kind of bad because I'm always talking crazy about Sirianni. He could be the nicest guy in the world. I don't know him as a man. Well, his public just, perception is awful. Yeah, man, yeah, he's, he, he's just a little trash talker. He's a little trash talker. So now it's coming back, you know, coming back on him. Um, but he could be the nicest guy in the world. He could be. I don't know anything about Or he him. could suck. I don't know. <laughs> well, he does. He could, he could still suck and be the nicest guy in the world. He just looks confused. That's all I know. Of all of all the of all the teams that had bad weekends, like like I know you know we, we talked about the Dolphins a little bit. I, I don't think there's anyone that has more things to figure out than this Philadelphia Eagles team. Mm. The Dolphins. I know that this isn't popular in this this room. I, I don't think that I don't think the Dolphins have to do anything. Who who I agree with you. Well. I think no, the I don't do- think they have to do anything. I think, I think they got to the- fix some things. I, sure, but I, I don't but think I, they have to make any changes. Meaning, yeah, that's it. That's it. Who do you think is in a better situation today, the Eagles or the Cowboys? The Cowboys. How you figure? Because I don't think the Cowboys hate each other. Mm. I think the Eagles. There's some. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what happened, but. That Eagles team is they didn't they hide splintered it apart. They didn't yeah, hide it. And it like it wasn't even it wasn't just AJ Brown and social media stuff. Like like the stuff you talked about with uh Dallas. Dallas. Like yeah. bro, get your ass out of my face. <laughs> I'm a franchise quarterback. Get away from me. Right. It's all down to me. Yeah, punk ass tight end. I could get Kenny Caraway to do what you do. <laughs> he can run to a spot and turn around, and I could throw him the ball. Get out of my face! Like that's not when when you see a lot of finger pointing. Like I didn't see finger pointing in Dallas. As bad as that was, I didn't. And it was it would have been real easy to point the finger. I don't feel like they did. I don't think there was finger pointing in Miami either. No, no, not at all. I feel like there's been nothing but finger pointing with this group. Yeah, they talk about this play right here. Jalen didn't do nothing on the coming back around. Like they, yeah, I agree with you. I think Philly is way worse. I think Just Philly terrible tackling. Philly is in danger of next year not making the playoffs. I, not, I completely agree because I'm not sure how you get better. No, I completely agree, and I don't know about Jalen. I don't know about Jalen. Jalen. Jalen's had one outlier year where he was phenomenal. Other than that, he was good to start this year. He was in the we did the numbers. He was in the mix with everybody else. The problem, is, yeah, it just he just he just fell off. It, like, it, and his numbers are going to end way worse than everybody. He else's. turned the ball over a lot. And a lot of his not saying it's like wrong or anything like that, but a lot of his touchdowns, uh, not a lot, a good amount of his touchdowns were running touchdowns, which were tush pushes. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I didn't think Jalen Hurts was was very good. He was he was good on the on the deep ball, and he would use his legs. But as far as like surgically getting down the field, I didn't I didn't think Jalen Hurts is an is an okay quarterback. I don't think I'm not sure if he's franchise yet. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not as I'm not as down on Jalen as you are though. I don't have a an issue with anything that you just said, and I won't I won't fight against it. I think coaching um, killed that team this year. The whether Eagles, be, yeah, the Eagles. Whether it be Sirianni or him going from the switching from Sean to side, the defensive coordinator Matt Patricia, like that was crazy. Yeah, and the offense, offense didn't look good. 
pretty much most of the year. So I think coaching let this team down besides like the internal problems they had. Shout out to the special ones who can fail up, boy, because mm. Matt Patricia, mm. you got a lot of work to do to convince me he's the coordinator you need in this league. Well, Dan Quinn is about to get a job. It's about time for him, though. He's paid his dues, but that wasn't a ring endorsement on Saturday. Dan Quinn doesn't have 28 to 3 on his resume, which is well, fascinating. Uh, it's clean, Just clean resume for Dan Quinn. Shanahan caught that more than Dan Quinn ever has. It's, that's what I mean. It's fascinating. Just a clean resume yeah. for Dan Quinn. Nothing. He never blew it. I heard somebody say that uh, over the weekend. They're like, yeah. He blew a, blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl, but you also got to put some of that on the offense. Like, they got to keep the pressure on. They're up, they got 28 points in the fourth quarter. What do you mean? Put that on the offense. It's 28-3. They should not have to score another point and win the game. No. That is, that is like, like, people, you know, they have questions every now and then on Twitter and all this other stuff. Like, what's the thing in sports that irritates you the most? That probably irritates me the most. The fact that Kyle Shanahan gets blamed for 28-3 to because he didn't keep his foot on the gas. They had 28 points against the Patriots in the fourth quarter. That should be enough. Uh, more of things that agitate Kenny Caraway coming up tomorrow. I was actually more surprised that the Steelers uh, were able to hang around. It was a one-score mm. game yeah, they, in the yeah, fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah. I didn't think they were much of a uh, uh, formidable foe for the Bills at all. So I, well, I didn't think they'd be able to come back because the Bills came out really, really, mm-hmm. really strong. Mm-hmm. And it's like I didn't I didn't think the Steelers, they're not going to be able to – they're not, they're, they're not going to – be able to score a bunch of points and get back in this, and in fact, they did. I think I think Sunday is is must see TV though. I mean, that is that's some good stuff. As the Bills, Chiefs, Mahomes' first road game yeah. in Buffalo, they're going to yeah. be all the way turned up. Yeah. That is must see TV on Sunday. I can't wait for that game. What do we think of the Bills if they don't get past the divisional round again? Um, they had a lot of injuries this year. Like they lost a lot of starters. Oh, I'd say like three or four starters on the defensive end this year. I mean, they're the hottest team in the league right now, right? Yeah, I think they've overcome that. But I think they like season-ending injuries. They've mm-hmm. lost starters, so um, I don't know. I mean, they it's just it's just a year that they they didn't reach the goal. That's all. It is. I don't look at it as mm-hmm. McDermott has to go or Josh Allen isn't that guy or. Whatever, it's just another year where they didn't they didn't get it done. I think D'Amico and CJ's runs coming to an end. Mm. Hell of a job by them on 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 Saturday. Yeah. Uh, beat a beat a beat a really good Cleveland Browns team who, uh, I, I in my opinion, should be applauded for for where they were. I think they have a quarterback issue moving forward. Uh, where that team's going, I'm not sure. Uh, but I, I do. They they have issues at the quarterback position. They have to figure out, or they have to pray Deshaun Watson becomes Deshaun Watson again. Mm. Um, but they, they 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 the the Texans have had a hell of a run. Uh, but but that feels like a 49ers Packers matchup to me, mm. where I think the Ravens are that much better than the Texans. Like I think the 49ers are that much better than the Packers. Doesn't mean weird things can't happen. Mm-hmm. It's just those two one seeds are by far one seeds, uh, in my opinion, in those two matchups. Yeah. Um, 
got Detroit and the Bucks, and then uh, as you mentioned that that Sunday evening, the Bills and the Chiefs. Sunday afternoon, the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, so that's the divisional round coming up. Yeah. And I have no beef with any of these teams, man. I think this is a this is an exciting. This will be an exciting weekend of football for sure. We'll see what Jason Jones has to say about it. We'll talk to Jason Jones of The Athletic when dealing with Casey Return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Life advice from D'Lo and Casey. Every man should own a good pair of dress shoes. As Casey said, okay, Kenny and I were le- legitimately having a conversation like two months ago about you know purchasing a pair of dress shoes. And I was like, oh, I don't really need them right now. You're always going to need a pair of dress shoes. And could have gotten them for a certain price, waited, 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 then needed them like that day and had to go buy them. Mm. Every man needs a good pair of dress shoes. Go yeah. get you a good pair of dress shoes. You get the right dress shoes, you probably won't have to buy dress shoes again in like years. Facts. Yeah. That's how I rationalized it in my head too. I got some uh, snow gear uh, over the weekend. I'm supposed to go to the snow on Sunday. That we'll have fun. I don't. I don't have any snow gear. I got the little suit. I got the uh, the boots, the snow boots. I ain't have no snow boots. I gotta say, the this, ones I what? Can it, find. What? It, what exactly are you? You're going. You're gonna go like ski? I don't know what we're gonna do. My mom wants to go to the snow. It's her birthday on Sunday. Okay. So she wants to go to the snow. Whatever. Okay. I'll have my phone as long as I have reception. The snow is cool as long as I'm not, not the one driving in it. Like, I don't have to shovel anything. Yeah, I don't want to. And that's the other thing. I've been trying to be like, yo, that's what you want to do. It's supposed to rain on Sunday. Oh, which man. It's going to snow, snow. Which means it's supposed to snow. I'm like. Not taking your car. No. I think we're renting a car. Well, you want to get with Charlie tomorrow and get the co-host position. Oh, yeah. Are you, you taking like an inner tube? Are you going to go down the hills or what? Get that ready to post. Uh, I'll be just. On flat ground, throwing snowballs. I'm not. Ain't nobody doing no tricks or dips or anything around here. I tried to snowboard. Me and Ryan. You bought snow gear? Yeah, I didn't. Don't have none. You got to have something. I don't have nothing. Bought it for everybody. Did uh, anyone already have some? We all had to get some. So it's not like. I mean, I'm sure you could go to certain places and be like overly expensive. It wasn't that expensive mm. to, to get this stuff. You you just need like some pants. Did you get the big snowballs. goggles that they was wearing out at Kent in Kansas no, City? No, the big no, snow no. goggles. No, I didn't get the snow <laughs> goggles. I'm gonna have I'm gonna just have the little the little glasses. I said I ain't getting no goggles. I ain't doing too much. What do I need goggles for? Well, I, I think it's just because it's cold. I think that's what they had them on out there for, right? Because it was cold. Well, now I feel like the goggles are like a fashion thing now, too, Yeah, though. yeah, the, the goggles definitely for the fashion. Yeah, them dudes in Kansas City was not wearing them for fashion. <laughs> it was wearing them because it was cold, I thought. Well, that they, but they have them, right? They have yeah, them. Right. Like, I wouldn't go out and get some. Okay. Well, I hope you make it back. I'll be back. In one piece. Nothing. I ain't doing nothing. I'm just, I'm just oh, there. That's what you're saying now. But when, you know, Cheryl and El Grove was like, come on, honey, let's go down this slope or whatever you think she's gonna say that absolutely yeah, your not. mom's wild she, jasmine she, she, on the she, other she, hand well yeah she might she'll say let's take a motorcycle up here to the top <laughs> of the top of the ramp and slide down head first and just see how it goes i tried snowboarding once the single most frustrating thing i've ever done in my life really won't, won't ever do it again won't even try it yeah i, I told that story i ain't snowboarding nowhere i mean i ain't gonna say that 
I'm not gonna go straight to the to the place. Like I might start on a little bunny. And, and you're just going for the day. You're going Sunday. You're just going for the day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good for y'all, man. Have fun. Yeah. Throw a couple Have snowballs. Fun. Little photo ops. Ryan and her. She got her little snowsuit. She's so adorable. She got her little snowsuit. She'll be ready to go. Reese. She'll be there. Come right back. Whatever she wants to do for her birthday. Yeah, you got to celebrate. Just whatever. I'm with it. Maybe she'll want to make like some lemon cake or something for her birthday or, or whatever that stuff she made. Like that one time was fire. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> you know what I want for your birthday, Cheryl and Elgrove? I want you to make something for me. <laughs> uh, so it's the Texans and the Ravens, the Packers at the 49ers, Bucks at Lions, Chiefs at Bills coming up this weekend uh, in the divisional round. Did coming you, up. Oh, my bad. Did no, you good. get a chance to? No, well, we were in the same place. Did you, did you go back and watch the Lions game? At all? I did. I, I but yeah, I watched like a. I had no feel for it. I watched the condensed version of it. I didn't see a single second of that game. Live. I saw the first half. Second half, we were on our way out. But mm-hmm. um, first half, a lot of energy in the building. Obviously, like I expected it to be. Uh, yeah, Rams, you called it. It was. It was. It was exactly what you said. It was loud. Everything like was magnified by ten. Yeah. It, the the Golden One Center was a great comp. Yeah. And the Rams were ready to play in that environment. I mm-hmm. thought the Rams. We're right, they, they were right there giving themselves a chance to win. Uh, just didn't make a play or two. But I did want to watch the fourth quarter in its entire I wanted I, I saw it the breakdown. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch it in its entirety to kind of feel how the quarter went, but I didn't get a chance to. It, it, it feels like it just came down to red zone situations. I mm-hmm. think the the Lions were three for three touchdowns in the red zone, and I think the Rams went 0 for three touchdowns. Mm. Can't do that. That's, that's that. where the game was won or lost in that one. So the Lions, the shout out to Coach Chris. Shout out to uh, my man that's Will. Uh, I think the Lions are going to the NFC Championship. Yeah, game. yeah, I think so. The Lions are, are well, they're what everyone hoped they would be. Mm. You know, they've talked about all all year. Every uh, they, they are everything. They're they're far more likable than the Philadelphia Eagles. They're probably to, to, in in some ways just because of how polarizing the Dallas Cowboys are. They're more likable. Uh, than the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. so um, I'm sure a lot of NFL people are are, are happy with and uh, and salute Dan Campbell. I didn't like that high. I didn't understand that hire at first. He obviously gave that very bizarre press conference about biting kneecaps and coming back to life and all of that stuff. Uh, he's a hell of a coach, and he you know over the last you know year or two, however long it's been. Like I, you know, watching him and even the stuff they did on, I think it was Hard Knocks or one of those two shows. Oh, I play for Dan Campbell. Yeah, I, 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 I play for Dan Campbell for sure. They, um, they kind of like to a certain degree, like the uh, the Kings. You know, the the Lions. Much like how we talk about the Kings, they didn't have to be a Super Bowl contender this year. Mm-hmm. Like. Their step was get to the playoffs, mm-hmm. establish yourself as a playoff team, and you're building something. You're building something that maybe two, three years down the road, you're really talking about a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this is all gravy at this point. They were able to get that playoff win, get another home game, and they're they're building something. Like you said, Dan Campbell's doing a a really really good job there in Detroit. Uh, and Jared Goff has done a good job too. Yes, um, I, I I was I was happy for him in the sense of it's not the same but it's it's tough to be on a team that's really good and for everyone to say well they're a quarterback away like Jared Goff can't 
get you what you need. Mm-hmm. And then they trade you and prove that, in fact, they were a quarterback mm-hmm. away and go and win the Super Bowl. Like, that's, 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 no matter how, no matter what you, that's demoralizing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that he was able to get them this weekend. Now, he has a real shot at getting his own. Yeah. Um, I was I was I was happy for Jared Goff. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. and 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 the frustrating thing is like, you see, uh, if you're if you're Jared Goff and you see how they got that one, it's like oh, I could have done that. Mm-hmm. Like Stafford <laughs> wasn't amazing. I think he did cool in the Super Bowl. He, he was average at best in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Tart drops the ball. Even the, the but sometimes it's just getting you there. Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. Sometimes it's just getting you there. Like we've we've seen that with Peyton Manning in the past with the with the Denver Broncos, that second run with the Denver Broncos, it's just getting them there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Stafford did for the for for the Rams. As we welcome in our man Jason Jones of the Athletic, what do you think of Super Wild Card Weekend, Jay? First, I don't like Kenny killing his quarterback like that. I mean, it's not my quarterback, uh, and the Rams are my team. I wish you would stop lying on me in these internet uh, in Beyonce's internet. Well, I'm just you know okay. You're like the second biggest LA person I know, you know, besides himself. But hey. there's a lot of photographs. There's a lot of evidence to support this what Jason of, Jones said. Not true. I've never seen Jason Jones in front of a Lakers mural. What? I'm sure he has it somewhere. Well, not as readily available as we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, back to wild. I, I I enjoyed most of the games. I mean. I think I only I think the you know the the Cowboys game was was more enjoyable from the fact that it meant I got to troll all my Cowboy friend mm-hmm. fan friends you know yeah including my girlfriend who like wanted to hang up the phone on me yeah be well, careful that's, I that's, I definitely that's... didn't troll in my house oh but I didn't I did. think about that I just kind of left that alone that's a good I call. did <laughs> I, I, but I live dangerously sometime and I did I was like oh wow look at this you know I'm, at... I'm like yeah. Two LA guys are uh, their significant others are cowboy. Well, what are you yeah. talking about? Just the similarities. It's just a lot. You guys, no wonder you guys are so South close. South Sac Kaiser. What you talking about? I ain't no LA guy. CK McCarthy yeah, High School. Where's your son from? From LA. Where's my daughter from? She's from Sacramento. Where's the first born from? The the you know in the Bible days, who would get the birthright? <laughs> Look, I'm talking to the mayor here. I never talked to the mayor in L.A. Well, that's true. You were talking Sacramento, to the mayor. Man. You were, mayor you were of L.A. is a little harder to get to probably, <laughs> but you know. Um, bigger, bigger, bigger failure, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Cowboys. I mean, the Eagles were stumbling the last month plus. You know, I, they look terrible, and they got worse and worse every week. And the way they got beat by the Arizona Cardinals, I said, oh, yeah, they're one and done no yeah. matter who they play. Yeah. I, I, I had very low expectations for them. Cowboys, on the other hand, home game, you know, two seed. But really, they lost the way they lost all their games this year. Mm. A team just beat them up. And they're a team that, because their defense isn't very big up front, if you get a lead and can run, as we've seen more than once, you can make Micah Parsons almost disappear. I mean, you know, he, Lawrence, their linebacker, they're not a big group. And so when you can just lean on them, punch them in the mouth of exactly what the Niners did to them, exactly what Buffalo did to them, I mean, you just punch them in the mouth. They got punched in that first drive, and like they never recovered. Hmm. 
Yeah, facts. Who, which team is in a quote-unquote better situation or worse? We'll go back. Who's in a worse situation moving forward, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Uh, oh, that's a, that's a good one. I mean, you said who's in a worse situation? Yeah. Like if you were I, Bill Belichick and both jobs were available, which one would you want to take? I'm Aside from like Jerry and all that, yeah. just looking at I'm the team. The Cowboys. I mean, I, I think to me the difference is that I think right now you've got a better chance to fix the Cowboys defense. I don't know what's wrong with Philly right now. I mean, they hate each other. Like, that looks like a team that doesn't like it, that that like something happened mm-hmm. and they just don't like each other. I mean, you know, I don't know what AJ, I mean, AJ Brown's social media. I mean, I wouldn't want to walk into that. If I, if I had a choice, I would take the Cowboys. I feel like in a month we're going to find out like a player slept with a player's wife or something or mm-hmm. girlfriend or, or there, something, something like happened because it, I mean, to, to fall apart the way they did not just lose, but I mean, they just getting, just beat down week after week and yeah there's got to be and you know i've heard a lot of players say a lot of people said there's got to be more to this because this team was in the super bowl last they were 10 and 1 this year you know and they had you know they had their issues getting to 10 and 1 but they had just beat buffalo they had beaten they had beaten kansas city so i mean this wasn't Yeah, and this the team I saw last night, I mean, my God, that was just embarrassing. I mean, if the Buccaneers don't drop a bunch of passes, they might win by 35 last yeah, night. Yeah, that could have been a 50-burger. <laughs> I mean, that was just – out. I mean, and just the missed tackles, I mean, terrible angles. I mean, then play calling-wise, you're down seven. Why are you going five? Why don't you, you – you, five wide against a team that you ran for 200 yards on before? Like they weren't even trying to run at times. It just was just weird. Yeah. As we uh, shift gears here, uh, Jason, did you get a chance to Sacramento Kings play the Phoenix Suns tonight? Uh, just a couple of hours away. Did you get a chance to see Mike Brown's epic press conference following the Bucks game? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a top five, top ten press conference. <laughs> rant slash meltdown whatever you want to call it i mean the fact that he sat in there and cut up film <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious he said, <laughs> you know the, the fact that you had the time like okay you know what i mean part of it he was is, sitting back there for a long time yeah, it was that midway through the third yeah. and, then, and then they went to overtime he's probably sitting back there a solid hour <laughs> at least at least an hour like yeah, i'm gonna cut up some film that was one of the two or three things I was kind of monitoring that day, monitoring the game, monitoring, you know, doing, you mm-hmm. know, juggling like we do. And, you know, and yeah, it was, he was back there a while, but even with that, and to me for the Kings, this is where you have to take the leap. To, if you want to be a contender, you still should have won that game. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, you can, we can cry about the refs and this, you yep. make your free throws, you win the game. Yep. It was a game you had, Oh, you would argue had no business even being able to get the overtime in. You make your free throws, you still win. Mm-hmm. And then no, then you know, then the then the officiating is still a, a a part of the story. We're not, you know. And I also think, you know, this is me being, you know, cynical. Rant that press conference takes some attention off the fact they missed a bunch. Of, they missed those free throws in the fourth in the mm-hmm. over to OT. Yep. People were talking about Mike Brown, not about Malik Monk and Fox missing free. Yeah. You make your free throws, Dame can't beat you. 
And then when you get when Dame gets the ball, I mean, Kenny, tell me if I'm wrong. Did they teach you early on turn a guy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's only five seconds left. There's only so much you can do in seconds. Yeah. So and and you I, know and what I'm he was thinking. Do. Yeah, and my, my my thinking would be anybody but Dame catches that ball. Hmm. Any, anybody but Dame. I mean, he could just he just dribbled into that three. So as bad as some of those calls were, they had a few things where they can look back and say, you know what, we do this. We do that. They still should have won that game. Mm. I don't know um, if this was Milwaukee's strategy or whatever. I thought they did a good job of having Dame take the ball out because De'Aaron, if you see, he's trying to deny Giannis. He's guarding Dame, but like, all right, I'm not going to guard the ball that they're taking out. I'm going to guard the closest guy. He's trying to deny Giannis. They get the ball to him, and that essentially frees up the ball to go to Dame because there's too much time or too much space in between where De'Aaron can't go back and deny Dame after that. So they did a good job of that. But, I mean, it's Damian Lillard. They're down. I know De'Aaron was probably worried about getting too close, not to foul, because, you know, worried about that with Dame with the Mm -hmm. ball. But once it got to, like, two seconds left, and I saw Brooke Lopez at half court and Sabonis was inside the three-point line, I was like, well, that can't do that. Like, you're, you're not guarding anybody. Go up and double hard. On Dame, maybe he still gets a shot off, but he's got an, another seven-footer now that he's got to try and get a shot over. Uh, I just thought there was a little bit of lack of awareness in that moment. Yeah, and and if he, you know Dame doesn't want to give the ball up. Right, he's not passing that. And if he has to give the ball up, he's killing time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If he has to give the ball up and someone beats you from half court, you live with that. But, I mean, that was just too good of a look, in my opinion, in that situation. Mm-hmm. Especially with that guy, you know, but, you know, hey, you live and you learn, you move on to the next one. But I think that 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 game should serve as a lesson that the details are what separate the good from the great, you know, the great from, you know, you know, we talk about being a championship team. It's the details. And I, I mean, how many and how long have we heard, whether it be Mike Brown or the players talk about the details? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feels like like Mike talked about that very point about going from good to great and and how hard that is and it's little things like that because I I think Mike had an idea what he was going to do at that press conference win or lose and we talked about this earlier where like I'm, I'm fine with everything Mike did with the with the computer mm-hmm. and 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 laying out the discrepancies that's fine that's not what you're telling your team though because what you yeah. you, you you just like you said Jay you got to go you know God, despite all of this we still had the game. We were still in firm control of whether we won or lost this game, and we put ourselves in a position to lose it. Yeah, like I said, you know, for you know, for what you know, it, it takes the attention off of some of those late game miscues. But then, like at the end of the day, you got to win that game. You know, mm-hmm. all you did yeah. to force OT, then get the lead you had in OT. You make free throws, you're going home. Yeah, with W. Yep. Are you? Um, do you think the Kings are a good team right now? Like, how do you see the Kings? Is it just to be determined or like, oh, they're a solid team. They got some things they got to work on or they're not a good team. Like, how do you see the Kings? I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a championship team. I think they're a good team. I mean, they're not a bad team. I mean. Top six good? Right now they're a top six team, yeah. Hmm. You know, but I don't don't think you get to the postseason. What's today? January 16th? Mm -hmm. I don't look at them in the postseason and say, yeah, they're going to win a round or two right now. But I think they're, I don't think they're a bad team. 
I mean, I think saying they're a bad team. I mean, there's some bad teams. There's some teams that have underperformed and underwhelmed. But I don't think they're, they, you know, I think what probably makes it seem worse is that some of their losses are just so, <laughs> just like we said before, when they lose, they lose. <laughs> there is no, you know, like it's almost like the Milwaukee loss was the rarity because it feels like when it they was. lose, they lose. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's only the, the, the they're at they're at sixteen losses. Maybe that's the fifth single they, digit loss. So I think Cat uh, Flippin had um, the numbers games where they under four points. They're six and three this year. They've played nine games like that, mm-hmm. six and three. One of them was a buzzer beater. Um, these close. That's that's uh, what's that? Three of your what are that like? Seventeen losses. 18 16, losses? 16, 16 losses. Sixteen losses. So you know when the game. His whole point was when the game is close, they usually play pretty well. Mm-hmm. They got to get to that point. Yeah, the game's not close. Like that's the problem. Like yeah. they can't consistently get to the point where the game's in the balance or it's close or anything like that. And they got to figure out a way to play more like the the Milwaukee games and give yourself an opportunity. That's that's really what you're asking. Give yourself a chance in, in a mm-hmm. game late, late in a, excuse me, a game late as opposed to middle of the third quarter. This one's over. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like too, they had a couple of big rallies this season, but it feels like last season too. They had a lot of rallies where they were down and they came back and won some close games. They're not right. It doesn't feel like they're rallying the same way when they get down. Like it's like they get down, they're down. <laughs> so you've got to, you've got to tighten that up. You can't dig those, those, those holes. And then, you know, because kind of, you know, the way the basketball gods work, you're only going to be able to get away with falling down by 20 and coming back to win so many times. Mm-hmm. And and that's why, you know, it, get, it gets back to the details, how you start, you know, what breakdowns are happening to lead to you being down 20. And it just can't be, well, that team got hot. Well, why is that team? Why are teams consistently getting hot? You know, you can't just chalk it. I mean, at, th- at this stage for the Kings, we're beyond well oh that team just got hot at least you know at least we have a good record you're you're beyond that hmm. it's time to tighten those things up if you want to be the team you say you want to be yeah. yeah that's what happened to golden state last night you know warriors world is falling apart cuz they gave up like 23s or something like that to that memphis grizzlies team and I, <laughs> how many did the kings give up to detroit again uh. like uh, in the I know in the first quarter they, they gave like, up like seven eight. or eight yeah. yeah like that and 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 then like my the the thing that was a punch in the gut it was like man Kings got the same tendencies as the Warriors and the Warriors on a good basketball team right now yeah the Warrior the Kings just have more wins right now and to me I still take the totality of it I still think the Kings are a better team than the Warriors mm-hmm. so I mean I I but I do think if you're the the measuring stick for the Kings is no longer just, Hey, we have a better record than the Warriors or we have a better record than the Lakers or the Suns. The measuring stick is, are you taking steps to build on what you did last year? Are you going to show that last year just wasn't about us playing above our heads and other teams having issues? You know, you got it. And they, and they haven't shown they've taken that step to me yet, but it's January. Mm-hmm. And reality is we won't know if they've taken that step until April. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The whole conference is kind of messy. Yeah. 
I think yeah. that's that's either that's a you, you could probably look at that as more of a positive than a negative for Sacramento in that uh, you know the Lakers have kind of been up and right now they're down. Phoenix is playing what Utah's like the hottest team in the league right. somehow right now. They've right. won six straight. Uh, the Clippers got in such like a deficit to begin with. Their big run just kind of pulled them back in the same mix with Denver, Sacramento, and now you've got this Sacramento, Dallas. Uh, uh, New Orleans thing that that the 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 Suns have a chance to play their way into. It's just kind of a it's just kind of a messy conference right now. Yeah, and I think I mean I I I like that you know guys aren't sitting out a bunch of games right now. We're not seeing a bunch you know rest games from you know. I think you see teams are really taking this thing seriously. Mm-hmm. And it is it is I and I and one of the things I thought about going into this season, I said you can't expect the injuries around the, around the league to be the same. You kind of have to go in assuming everyone's going to be at full strength and then what happens. And for the most part, I mean, you know, Jamal Murray's missed time. But you look around, the, you know, Kawhi's missed a little bit of time. But for the most part, you haven't had that long. I mean, really, Phoenix is the one team that's been hit by the injuries probably of the top upper echelon teams the most. Yeah. You know, but, you know, but I think you also see that pretty much everyone has their issues. Like the Lakers can't figure out a lineup that makes sense. You know, Darvin Ham realized, hey, going with skilled guys around LeBron and AD makes sense the other day. You know, you got Phoenix, which doesn't have a point guard. <laughs> you, but if, if they've got those three stars playing, they're they're tough to defend. But you get into a tight game, do you want Devin Booker or Bradley Bill running the point? I mean, you've got so many different things to look at right now. And the trade deadline is what three weeks away, mm-hmm. yeah. February eighth. Oh, so you yeah, you expect between now and then, oh, there's gonna you know somebody's gonna do something to try to make a move because there's no clear cut you know to me dominant team in the West right now. Do you think Lakers the- found out Darvin was safe and went out there and beat Oklahoma City? Yeah, they said we're here. Yeah, we're here. He ain't going nowhere. Dar- Darvin's like I. This is. This- Darvin's not getting fired. Well, let's just go win this basketball game. Man. I guess we better go ahead and try now. Yeah. God, we tried, but hey, you know. plot foiled. <laughs> do you uh, do you think the Warriors are going to make the postseason? No, that'd be crazy. I don't. I, I remember I said before the year I did not understand all this talk about them being contender. I told everybody I didn't get it. I said they got older and they got smaller. I didn't think they were said, this bad. I didn't either. I didn't. Think I mean, I thought they would be in that seven to ten range. I just didn't see. I didn't see when I looked at the move. I mean, if you're dependent on Chris Paul, you know, and bad whatever you want to call it, bad luck. Chris Paul gets hurt again. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were banking on if you were banking on Chris Paul to be that guy to put you, you know, push your team to the next level off the bench. You were asking a lot, and you know they still don't really have a lot of size. Clay. You know, hasn't been the same clay for, for the last, you know, for the last couple of years. Draymond can't act right. I mean, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it, right now, that's not a playoff team. And then what makes it so crazy is they had all those lottery picks. Mm-hmm. And that one stretch, they had a chance to, you know, grab some 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 all-star talent, you know, when they didn't do it. Or, well, we don't know, you know, we don't know what Kaminga and those guys, because they don't play. Or they hadn't been playing enough. And what is Kaminga, what, year four? Yeah. Year four. Right, yeah. That's inexcusable that he's at year four. And if he's at a lottery pick and you're just now really getting him serious run. Mm. You know, 
is just the you know I just don't think that's a I mean Steph is doing all he can but it's not a good team. Feels I like mean, they miscalculated. It feels like they miscalculated how much that core had left together. Yeah, and you see that a lot with championship teams. They some of them will go that extra year or two, and then you know, because I mean they're only what two years removed from a championship. Mm-hmm. But man, when you watch them play, it seems like they're ten years removed from a championship sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's the I don't. It's the luckiest championship, like I think in recent memory. Like they they earned it. There's no there's no question they earned it. But like I think that that championship set their mentality in a place that wasn't made, realistic. Yeah, it wasn't realistic. Yeah, well, it's not fair to say their championship say, was lucky. They beat the Celtics. Folks in, yeah, probably folks in Phoenix who say if it's not for COVID, what would have happened in that game seven against Dallas? No. Yeah, no. I mean you know, but you know, like you said, hey, lucky still counts. But yeah, I, yeah. I think. I think getting that championship probably in the mind of the Warriors gave them a a, a much bigger window instead of saying, you know what, right. the window's closed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's 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 the that's the better way of phrasing it. It just like it set like, them in the wrong path. Like like they they didn't say twenty twenty two. Here's the cap on the dynasty. Let's start getting these young guys ready. They said, okay, let's go sign some more veterans and extend this. Yeah, a couple let's more. let's, let's, get let's more. go get five. Yeah. So we you know. So, so, so Steph has more than LeBron. That's, that was the thing. Yeah, let's get yeah, Steph more now, than LeBron. Yeah, and now you're, you're not going to get five the way this thing is mm-hmm. looking. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, to me in the offseason, they, they, di- they didn't address their some of their needs, especially in the front court in terms of getting uh, some more bigs in there. And, I mean, I think really the moment Draymond clocked Jordan Poole, that dynasty was over. That's it. Yeah, it was it. That ended it all. Because not only did it happen, the fact that someone from the organization leaked it out, so you knew somebody in there don't like Draymond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, to me, that that to re- I mean, if we're going to be blunt, that's that that was the beginning of the end. Now you got you know, and now it's like Draymond saying he's taking accountability, but that's good for him in the big picture. But yeah, in terms of this team, I I, I was telling a friend of mine the other day. To me, this past offseason was the time to move away from Draymond. Mm-hmm. It's a free agent. It was right now, there. Th- now that was the time to move on. If you were going to try to trade Clay, that was the time to trade Clay. Yeah. So now I you're mean, living in nostalgia. Yeah, but now you're going to putting the belt I mean, on Hogan in 2006 <laughs> because of nostalgia. That's that's what it is. This yeah, is like when they put the belt on Hogan. That's 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 what <laughs> yeah. it is. Everyone's saying, "Well, Clay will be a great fit here or here," but it's like with that salary. Mm. And if you're if you are Philly, what are you going to are you going to give up say two or three rotation players for Clay? No. So I mean, yeah, I think and Clay's I off the contract this year. Is, isn't this Clay's last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, so I mean, crazy. that's why I said if you're going to move Clay, you move him in the summer. When whoever's getting him gets him for a full year, mm-hmm. right, right. So I, I, I don't know what I mean. They to me the Warriors kind of are who they are. I mean, I mean Steph was going through that slump. I'm like Steph's tired. <laughs> I mean, people are like what's wrong with Steph? He's tired. It's only December. <laughs> Steph is not 25. I mean, I know we get fooled by watching him, but he's not. He's not a young dude anymore in yeah. in, in league terms. Yeah. I tagged both of you guys in this on Twitter. Uh, did you see any of like the video from because they had the press conference for the twenty twenty six All Star Game at the Intuit Dome mm. today? You see any of these videos? There's one that I tagged mm. you guys. That scoreboard 
My goodness. Goodness. Is that round? Yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it? That looks insane. I never that looks seen absolutely that like that. insane. Did you, did you expect anything different from a uh, from Balmer? No. I mean, I think this is going to be the best arena in basketball. This this is going to be amazing. There there will be no uh, penny pension here. Mm-hmm. There will be the best of everything. Everything state of the art. I don't know if man, it's going to matter to a lot of people because it's the Clippers, but this thing is going to be amazing. The man, I mean, yeah, you knew you knew Balmer wasn't going to be cheap. Yeah. Am I? Bugging? Are those benches? Where, where and not at? seats? Or are the, are the seats just not in yet? Uh, the seats aren't in yet. Oh, the okay. seats aren't in yet. But part of that whole thing, uh, on the if you're watching this video all the way at the end, they got that section that's going to be called the wall, mm-hmm. and there's supposed to be nothing but Clippers fans there. I don't know how he's going to do that, regulate that. <laughs> but it's supposed to be all Clipper fans. You're going uh, you to kick them out? Of the court. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. What if That's somebody comes in with a clipper shirt and then they get on the wall and they it's like it's like a it's like Mike Tyson back in the day with DX he rips his shirt off and reveals he's there to root for the Mavs. <laughs> I'm like, what happens? Does the wall turn on this fan? Does the wall turn? Do you get a situation like at SoFi at some point where? The all the all the people who have seats in the wall sell their tickets to the out of towners. <laughs> like the wall gets overrun by Laker fans or something. That's, that's incredible. It's gonna be that, that's gonna be a, a wild comes situation. To down the wall turns green. I mean, it's got to be hard for these teams to try to think you know, we're going to keep this side of our our building just for the home team. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, I have no idea how he's supposed to do that. I have no clue. It sounds cool. I mean, I'm all for I'm all for the idea. I'll be, I'll, have they you know, have they announced what they're opening with, or are they opening? They're not. They can't possibly be opening with basketball, are they? I don't. I know. wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I also wouldn't be surprised if like Elton John is there. Right. Like they, I, they figure out some way to you know like what what was Paul McCartney? I think that was yeah, Sacramento. Paul McCartney, and yeah. then I think I think uh, the WWE pay per view was. Like second, yeah. There's two Paul McCartney shows, and I can't remember the name of the show, but I think Dolph Ziggler and The Miz were the <laughs> headliner. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. If John Cena and AJ Styles. I caught AJ's elbow pad. Oh snap! Shoot, I did. He, I, 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 I had a good seat for that show, and he threw it out. And I, 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 I saw it. AJ on on Friday on SmackDown. On mm-hmm. SmackDown. Looks a little different, on, doesn't man. he? Come on, man. What are we doing? Wellness, what are we doing? Wellness program is in full effect. <laughs> what are we doing? Him and Randy here? Orton came back looking like the ultimate warrior in Texas Tornado. <laughs> Guys have debilitating injuries that come back looking like they've been working out the whole oh, th- them dudes Bro, could, Them dudes combined age is like 98. <laughs> and they return from like two years worth of injuries looking Just like that. Ripped. Absolutely. Like, Bro, you like had back surgery. Why do you look like this? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Ballmer starts with basketball, though. Because he's I, I, really I big mean, on this Clippers. This yeah, is a sure. Clippers home place. Sure. And he's, got, to, he's, he's not going to feel the money from like from it sitting for a couple months. So The thing, too, is Inglewood now, all the contracts are at the form. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, maybe you say we're going to you know, come out with basketball first. No. Mm. You know, but hey, I mean, it's not. I mean, if they got to wait for basketball, it's not like Bomber's going to be hurting for money. I think he'll be fine. 
Yeah, yeah I think I think he'll figure it out. I mean, I don't think we'll see him. You know, I don't think Ballmer's sitting around going, "I'm waiting for that that you know that W two so I can get paid." <laughs> in there. No, I don't. I don't think I don't think he. I, I don't think he was looking at you know. I think he, I think he's a married man, but if he wasn't, I don't think he's looking at his, his girl like, "Hey, baby, you want that? W- oh, W two's here. Okay." Since <laughs> so we'll call H and R Block, let's get our taxes done here. <laughs> I don't think he's doing turbo tax. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so. Uh <laughs> Jay uploaded his W two like that. We appreciate you as always, my man. Thanks for joining us each Take week here. Right, see you guys next time. All right. That's our man Jason Jones right there. Uh second biggest LA guy, uh, next to Kenny Carroll. This this narrative needs to stop. Rumors, lies. That's what they are. Hey, tonight is an official Drake Bars game. Oh. Yeah, we're trying to go three and two on the road trip. Oh. Official Drake Bars game tonight, Kings versus Suns. All right. I'm with it. I hope I'm wrong about this game. I really do. I hope they I come out and play why well you feel again. How you, feel. you know, actually, I'm going to take a quick peek at this. I'm just looking at uh, ESPN standings. It seems far fetched to me, it just doesn't seem right. But the fact is, yeah, they win this one. They won like seven of their last ten. The Suns. Seven of their last eleven. The Kings would have. Oh, the Kings. Oh, well, that's like seven that's of their last eleven. That's a trip. Yeah, because yeah. they, they they have the Hornets loss in here, the Pelicans, and then those two back to back losses they get tonight. That's like seven of eleven that they've won. It's actually pretty good. It's not the worst, right? <laughs> but I guess that's good. I guess that's what their record is. Yeah. It's just the losses are all like even the close loss wasn't just like damn it didn't go our way. It right. was Dame time. Right. So it's devastating like in some it's like, yeah, right. Exactly. The losses are devastating in, in some way, shape or form, uh, be it the blowout that you got on Friday or Dame time on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be Fox time tonight. Joel Embiid was phenomenal Friday. So what can you do against well, a guy like know, Joe? Joel and Tobias. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah. Boy, Tobias had 37 on them boys. Yo, we saw <laughs> we're watching that game without Joel Embiid and Looking at Tobias Harris, like play after play after play, dunk. Or go to the free throw line. Well, <laughs> they fouled everyone in sight in the first quarter. <laughs> uh, but win or lose, we will be here to cover it tomorrow. You want more uh, Kings talk? We'll run it back. Uh, you want to win some tickets to see Janet Jackson? Join us. That's We're headed right. over to 1025 right now. Uh, either way, we'll be here tomorrow beginning at 10 a.m. with the Insiders on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos Kings! Light the beam! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. t 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.